Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story, he was one half of a hugely successful 80s singing duo. And even though both of them are out of work now, it just seemed like more fun to pick on John Oates. Nobody remembers me because I wasn't the pretty one like Daryl Hall. Let's face it, I look like a cross between Freddie Mercury and Billy Bob Thornton. John Oates' unrelenting bitterness and tragic loser status provide exactly the kind of demeaning, sphincter-tightening awkwardness we love here at Inside the Behind. Well, I'm here to tell the world that I'm back with an all-new show I simply call In Oates. I'm, I'm sorry? In Oates, featuring all the parts of the Hall & Oates songs that I made famous. The parts you made famous? I'm not sure I understand. Uh, uh, like Kiss on my list. Because your kiss, because oh, your kiss, I get a, I, I because it. your kiss, oh my God. Or, or man eater. Whoa, here she comes. Right, yeah. I, Whoa, uh, here she comes. Sure, yep. Whoa, please, here please stop. Rich girl, rich girl, no, no. bitch girl. No, no, I said shut up, no. you freak. I'm not going to shut up. Listen to me, rich girl, rich girl, rich girl. Mr. Oates, oh, Mr. Oates. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he singing just the backup again? Yes. Oh, it's so tragic and embarrassing. But that's what you guys like, right? John Oates, if they gave an award for a second banana, hey, FCC, I said banana. Go ahead, find me. It's a big, juicy, shopping wet look at your business. Tonight, on Inside the Behind. Oh, man, it is the best. You know, you got to uh, laugh because otherwise you could cry, right? He okay. said banana. What do you say? <laughs> that by Joy over there in Naples. I'll tell you, she sure ain't putting no joy in anybody's life at QAM. Are we allowed to laugh? No, you're not allowed to laugh anymore, and you certainly can't say joy. In fact, I'm not so sure you can wash your dishes with joy no more, although you may be soaking in it. Well, that's palm olive. And she's still dead, by the way. Poor Mad, she's dead. Well, we got a lot of stuff today. We have, uh, I want to apologize if anybody actually saw the Sharon Osbourne picture behind the beaded curtain. If you're over the age of 60... We just checked with John Ascroft. He said you have to be at least 60 and have uh, four forms of ID. You can go behind a beaded curtain on NeilRogers.com. We had Sharon Osborne on there. That when I saw that, I thought to myself, Eric must be uh, he must be having uh, eaten some bad grits or something, you know, gotten a bad bowl of grits. Why is that? I'm sure a lot of people would like to see Sharon's nipple. No, Sharon's what? Oh, I'm sorry. What did he just say? I forgot. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. Me either. I don't think anybody could understand it because luckily for you, I talked no. over it. Did you dump that? Dump what? <laughs> oh, you don't get it, do you? You don't get it. Not anymore. You can't say and you can't say nothing. Nothing, nothing. Every time we ask, we have these conversations <laughs> and we say, well, what about this? No, no. She said no. Who's she? Oh, well, uh, some broad we picked up on a street corner in Naples who claims to be an attorney. The Mystery Mall. Right. She got it from the FCC lawyers, though, but, uh, yeah, right. Do we believe that? No. No. She would know a radio if you stuck one, if you glued it Boy, under her careful. armpit. What? Oh, okay. If you glued it under her armpit. All right. Believe me, I've already rehearsed uh, the have show, you? so you don't have to worry about it. Well, I know what you usually say. I took all of these words out because I don't want Muff to go over in the hall crying again like yesterday. Oh, you hear what he said? He's oh, ho, 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 ho. This is good, though, because it certainly gives her something really to uh, occupy some time. Anyway. 
What American entertainment family do you think is the best of all time? We asked yesterday. We had a pretty uh, good response. Uh, I thought this was kind of a fun poll, even though we had some embarrassing misspellings in there. I, I've got a real scratchy throat, by the way, so if by the end of the show I lose my voice, yeah. I'll just play some music. Well, we talked about those golden days when we used to do the Wednesday 1 to 2 comedy bits hour? Sure. Ooh, what day is it today? do the Wednesday 10 to 2 comedy bits. Uh, <laughs> Four hours. <laughs> the only problem is we don't have enough comedy bits we can still play to fill maybe a whole hour. Maybe like right. five. the Wednesday comedy bits, five minutes. In fact, here's a good one you'll enjoy. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just like the ending so much. In fact, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play that last part again. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Is he singing just the backup again? Yes. Oh, it's so tragic and embarrassing. But that's what you guys like, right? John Oates, if they gave an award for a second banana, hey, FCC, I said banana. Go ahead, find me. It's a big, juicy, shopping went look at show business. <laughs> Tonight, on Inside the Behind. They got it. They're on to it, okay? Thank goodness for them. Anyway, before we do the poll result from yesterday, we got many uh, fish to fry here, okay? Fried fish is going to kill you. Uh, Diane Parkinson, I interrupted myself as usual. We had Sharon Osborne on there momentarily, and I saw I took one puke at that. And I said, tell Eric to get that thing off of there. And I do mean thing. Say goodbye to that thing. And so uh, he put on a picture of Diane Parkinson, which is a few years old. About 30, man. Thank they might goodness be the for same that. Age. What? They might be the same. Diane might be older. You know something? It's not a question of how old either one of them is. It's a question of what the picture looks like that oh, he put on the uh, behind the beaded curtain. If you're over 75 and you have 23 forms of ID and you have no intention of uh, getting all excited about looking at it, then John Ashcroft will allow you to see it. And keep in mind, his eyes are moving and watching your hands while you're watching that the picture. Anyway, Diane Parkinson was born November 30th, 1944. What a... Which means this November she'll be 60. Wow. wow. She was a member of Bob Hope's U.S. Oh! tour of Vietnam. And, of course, she was on The Price is Right for 100 years until uh, Bob's Barker had that little uh, incident. Let's see. She was on Vegas, 1978. She played Charlene, a.k.a. High Roller. Whatever. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, Price is Right, 75 to 93. The new Price is Right, 72. And uh, she actually was in some films. Celebrities, 99, a.k.a. Playboy Celebrities. Sex Symbol Dynasty, Playboy Celebrity Centerfold, Diane Parkinson, 93, as herself. Guest appearances on a bunch of other, not uh, too much, Mary Tyler Moore even, how do you like that? So she was a model, she was a Price is Right, uh, what does he call them? The, um, Bob's Beauties or something? Bob's Beauties, something like that. Uh, da, wa babes. Watch it. I am watching it. Okay, Bob's Babes. Uh, and then they had that little uh, lawsuit and she claimed Bob did this, she did that, and uh, they parted and went their separate ways. You keep forgetting that story. What? They did do it. and they. I know that. And he okay. said it was consensual and she said not. It's kind of like Kobe Bryant all over again. Have you ever seen Bob Barker and Kobe Bryant together? Same person. <laughs> the 9-11 hearings are going on. Richard Clark will be testifying some down in this. As soon as I see his puss on the uh, TV here, I'm going to put some of that on. Oh, I got a great column now. It was, it's on our website from yesterday, and it uh, is from is from yesterday from New York Times by Paul Krugman, who's so good, he's so great, lifting the shroud. I'm going to read it. 
because now, of course, comes the attack mode, and Dick Clark just wants to uh, peddle a book and make some money, and it's sour grapes. He was being demoted. It was sour grapes. You know, all, all the attack squad comes out now, and Viacom owns uh, Simon & Schuster, who published the book, and they also own CBS. It was a conflict of interest. You know, all the panic, but in the meantime, the American public doesn't really care about those those pieces of trivia. All they care about is what the guy is saying. Because he's a credible guy that's got 30 years, he's a registered Republican, number one, 30 years in government, including working under seven presidents, including uh, Reagan and Bush one and Bush two and Clinton. So I just mentioned those things in passing while the right-wingers are desperately trying to discredit him like they do everybody else. Like Joseph Wilson, remember him and his wife? Well, we'll get into that in the Krugman piece. Sure. Anyway, here they, so Diane Parkinson is on our beaded curtain today, so you owe us uh, thanks for getting that, uh, oh, Sharon Osbourne thing off of there. What American entertainment family do you think is the best of all time? We asked on our poll yesterday. Three Stooges, 359, because they like Larry Curley and... Absolutely. Mo. And Shemp. And Shemp. But not Joe. <clears throat> Mark's Brothers, 291. Sheens, Martin, Charlie, and Emilio Estevez, 160. And then it's a long, steep drop after that. The Douglases, Kirk and Michael, 79. The Jacksons, 78. Did it gotten more votes except we're too embarrassed? Somebody might be monitoring, and they probably are. Wayans Brothers, 56. Barrymore's, 52. Ethel, Lionel, John, Drew, etc. The Fonda's, 48. Jane and Hank and uh, Peter. Oops. How come? Let me ask you this. How come that's not on the list? We didn't ask about it. I see. Well, let's not. See, one thing we're discovering, folks, is every time we ask our middle-level management people and they go to joy, I mean, to our corporate attorneys over there in Naples, uh, the answer is, no. oh, you can't say that. <laughs> you no. can't say that. You're crazy. You can't say that on the radio. Oh, okay. So, like I said, Henry, Jane, and are <laughs> Fonda. The Sutherlands, Donald and Kiefer, 48. The Brothers Gibb, 45. Oh, you know what I haven't played in a long time? Yeah, careful. I know what you're No, I, I, th I think we can play it. I don't think so. Oh, it's got a noise in it? I, it might be. Does it have a sound? Well, we'll dump it if it okay. does. Let's just, right. Let me just try it for a second here. <laughs> I think it might be clean. I was standing there one day. I mean, we can say fart. thinking I would die. We just can't play with it. Being able or do it. Do -do -do -do. Yeah, we can still say doo-doo. I should never eat McDonald's. A Big Mac must be trapped inside my bowels. Ah, how can you die from infected bars? Who let these butcher doctors in? Anyway, I think we can play that, so we'll get around oh, very to it. Very good. Uh, I think. Well, we'll find out. Uh, in fact, I'm thinking of a great new format, which will take us a couple of years. Let's go through the whole DCS and just, we'll, uh, the audience will get a kick out of that. We'll audition all of them together, and then when we get to a point in one that we can't play it anymore, we'll just dump it and uh, go on to the next one. There you go. The Arnezes, 36. Lucy and Desi, junior and senior. The Olsen twins, 35. The Coppola's, 31. The Osborne's, 27. And thank the Lord we got Sharon's puss off of there, man. That was nasty. The Allman Brothers, 27. Can I say puss? No nope. boots. It's a cat food. Puss in boots. The Baldwin's 24. The Van Halen's 22. The Smothers Brothers 22. The Bridges 22. Lloyd, Jeff, and Mickey Bridges. You know Mickey Bridges? I know Iron Bridges. Good trot driver. Goldie Hawn and Kate Hudson 17. The Nelsons 15. Ozzy, Harriet, David, and Ricky. 
15. Rick's still dead, by the way. The Hemingway's 12. Love that restaurant. Carpenter's 11. Ann and Nancy Wilson, 10. The Quaid's 10. Brian, now, now how's that possible? This is bad. This is bad. The other Wilsons, Brian, Carl, Dennis, and uh, Carney, only nine? Oh, fat. Man, right. some of you people, your taste is in your something I can't say. What? What is that? Brian Wilson and the Wilson family only had nine votes? That's a bad thing. That is, I don't accept that. Wait, let's do this over again. Osmond's nine, Carradine's eight, the Van Dykes eight. Can we say Dykes? No. The Tyler six, Stephen live, love, live. Judd's, uh, long live Steve. Judd six, Arquette six, the Houston six, the Iglesias is a five. The Carey family, Chip and Skip and Flip and Harry, five. The Mandrell sisters, four. The Coles, four. The Fairbanks is two. The Camerons, two. Dell and Warren Cameron. The Roberts, Julian, Eric, one. And the Cheneys. Now, you know why Cheneys didn't have any? They probably thought we were talking about Dick Cheney and Lynn and uh, their dyke daughter. No, the Cheneys, Lon and Lon Cheney Jr. we were talking about. Who are great horror movie uh, characters. Ever see Lon Cheney Sr.? I bet you didn't. All the time. What you talking about? He was in the original Hunchback of Notre Dame. We got a DVD collection of Lon Touchdown, Jesus. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Got the original. Do you really? Yes, I do. Mm. On DVD. Got bought a collection. Poor Quasimodo. He even made the beast look pretty good. She gave me Ten, water. That's what Clarence said. 1013 at 560 WQM. Get ready, Josh. If you're hungry and want a break from the kitchen, Emerald Coast wants to take her all that cooking for you. They'll cook up a storm, a feast fit for a beast. You can start out with any of six different soups or all of them if you like, if you're a real pig. Then sample dozens of delicious mouth-watering entrees like New York Strip made order in their sizzling Asian grill. They've got brand-new seafood Saint-Jacques for all you seafood lovers. Enjoy oysters on a half-shell, Alaskan stone crab, middle-deck clams, and jumbo scampi every night. If you still have room, sample their hand-carved prime rib and their brand-new Thai specialties, too. You'll never walk out of the Emerald Coast with a pounding headache because... That's an MSG headache is what they call that. They don't use any MSG. No cornstarch, no crap. They cook only all of their fine cuisine with cholesterol-free oils, too. Their buffet features a full salad bar, new sushi bar, and fresh cocktail. And if you have any room left at the end of all of this picking out, they've got a fantastic dessert bar, too, featuring Belgian waffles, pies, cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, even fresh fruit, even be having watermelon most of the time, too. What's not to like? The Emerald Coast, three great locations for you. They're in Sunrise, Pine Island of 44th Street. They're on Collins Avenue, just north of 163rd in North Miami Beach. And you'll also find an Emerald Coast at the intersection of Flamingo and Pembroke Road in Pembroke Pines. So take the entire family, the Gansa Mishpacha, or book your next business luncheon right now and let the folks at Emerald Coast cook up a storm for you. And by the way, Richard over there at Emerald Coast in uh, Sunrise, so sorry about that. Leafs uh, missed the bus to the arena last night. Takeout and delivery is always available, too, for uh, takeout called 954 954- 572-3822. The unbeatable pig out at the Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Well, I never thought I'd find the kind of ride that I'd be tuning around in today. Now it's a classy set of wheels fixed up the way a rubber would like it. Now it's a clean and shiny, and the trim is gold vanitized under my seat. I got a can of liquid cherry, yo. Aw, baby. Coconut, granada, cherry, cherry, and me, baby, blue. Aw, baby. 
shiny little velvet little smelly machine took the suspension down so I bounced down the road in a big daddy super flyway. Now if they hard to stop, no big deal, someday I'll get around to fixing the brakes. A 1979 Bon Bon Catalina, she's so looking fine, now it's my baby Cadillac. Aw, baby. Coconut, Granada, Cherry, Chariot, me, baby, please. Stop, baby. Shiny little, velvet little, smelly machine. Yo. Are you? I got my windows down on a hot summer day Cause the AC don't work no way The sweaty crash with all seats starts to smell And gets the dusty working overtime Now on my backseat you'll find the shiny ground that smell like Lilac's my carpet shiny too Cause I've been washing it with Amarol Oh baby Over the Granada Jerry Jerry and me Stop, baby. Microscopic wheels going over steep bumps ain't too smooth. Stop, baby. Fresh for Lawrence here, you'll be fancy to me, baby. Stop, baby. Hey, 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 I never listened to that with so much joy and enthusiasm as I did that time. Very carefully listening right. to every word. Closely. I heard words I never even heard before, but they were all okay. They were okay. Okay. There you go. There's one. Okay. That one impacted fart so far. At least what we played through, we can play that. I think that's a great idea. I had another brainstorm. Uh, is going through the entire DCS from A to Z. 85,509. Pretty darn good there for the um, stopfcc.com petitions. 85,509. Next uh, couple of days, we'll have that thing pretty much finalized, I believe, how we're going to raise the money so we can get that quarter page ad in USA Today mm -hmm. so people all over the country can learn about StopFCC.com and we can get that million signatures and stick it right there, not just to the FCC, but to all the politicians too. See, I, I don't I don't think the FCC will be impressed by it a little bit. Maybe a teeny tiny bit, but not much. Bit of what? But the congressmen, they're the people, all the people in the House are running for re-election and a whole bunch of senators and, of course, El Presidente and that crowd. So I think that's why there's a chance that just maybe we can uh, emancipate ourselves from this word lunacy, the word police. We can't even play that bit anymore, the one of the word police. No. What is it he says in there? Does he I say uh, G-D? Uh, Something. Something. I mean, if, if, if the audience, if you had any concept of the things that I'm being told now that you can't say, and I, hey, like I said, just give me the check. But if you had any concept, then you'd really understand the lengths, the, the chilling effect that all of this has had on not just broadcasting, but just free speech in general. There is no such thing as free speech no more. doesn't exist. Here's today's poll question. Here's another one you got to add on there, Justin Williams. Josh. Justin, Justin Williams, how could I forget? How about Jason? Did I say uh, Justin? Just in case. Well, I'm thinking of the hockey player. Well, see, that's that hockey. Jason Williams. I should, prob I should probably, if I was smart, forget about hockey. You know what? After last night. Hey, he already has two assists. Almost had his first. Well, cut it out, Joe. Jason Williams. Did I really say Justin? You did. Twice. I'm sorry. Anyway, well, those uh, folks all spell their names the same anyway. 
Which of these people would you most like to see go to jail, we asked. Now, these people keep in mind, now, before the show, George says, oh, how about putting Bush on there? Uh, Bush, at the moment, isn't being accused of any crimes, at least not uh, legally. There are some of us who would disagree with that. But this is a list of people who are uh, pending. All right, char have charges against them. There you go. Martha Stewart, who's already been convicted. Robert Blake. Kobe Bryant. Michael Jackson. Todd Bertuzzi, which 99%, even George knows who that is, but most people don't. Who? You know who Todd Bertuzzi is. I really don't. You know what the story Yes, you do. I do. Kenneth Lay or Jason oh, that Williams. Guy. Oh, okay. Hockey player, hockey player. Let's do a hockey show. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll call Rimmer. Oh, speaking of hockey, by the way, Panthers officially eliminated from the playoffs with their overtime loss to New Jersey last night. They could have kept a slim, teeny tiny hope alive, but they blew the lead there late and lost in overtime. While uh, the Islanders are winning again. So they're 12 points behind the Islanders with six games to go, and even if they won all six, the Islanders still get it because they'd have two more wins than the Panthers, even if the Islanders lost all of their games, which neither one of those things is going to happen, but nevertheless. So there's another season. Thank you so much, Alan Cohen and the Panther organization. they got a lot of good youngsters in the organization, but it's getting a little bit ponderous, and that may account for a lot of those freebie tickets they're having to give away, a lot of those empty seats disguised as empty seats, uh, because it's just getting really ponderous, you know what Bill Torrey and the Murray brothers and this so that's who he should have put on yesterday, the Murray brothers. They're pretty entertaining. What they did to the organization that was criminal. In fact, maybe they ought to be in jail. Mr. Bowtie ought to be in there. Keep him off the street. So far, we got Kenny Lay is leading the pack. Let's see his ass in jail. 40. Michael Jackson, 15. Robert Blake, 7. George is unhappy with that, I'm sure, that he's getting any. Kobe Bryant, 6. Martha Stewart's got a pair. Todd Bertuzzi and Jason Williams don't have any out of the first 70 votes. It's just that they're just starting to trickle in right now while they're taking a peek at Diana Parkinson. I wonder how many years ago that picture was really taken. About 30, man. You think? No, that's from uh, her Playboy thing, which was like Days. the... Yeah, when, when was the uh, the lawsuit? Because it was right, right around the same time. I would say 82, was it? No, not that, that long ago. Or is it 92. I don't know. That's I already tossed like that. Anyway, about, I tossed, ten, uh, about 10 years or so, 10, 12 years old, that picture. Really? She was so still, she'd have been 48 years old? Yeah, she was an old bag when those were taken. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Pretty well preserved for an old bag. Shown up. All that clean living. Wait till you hear this story. Well, you already know it. A five-year-old boy took a bag of marijuana to school, was sprinkling it over a friend's lasagna like oregano when a monitor intervened. <laughs> You're wasting it. This in Miami, of course. The lasagna was confiscated before the other boy had a chance to eat it Monday in the cafeteria at Gratney Elementary School. Damn, so close. Police said it was unclear whether the kindergartner even knew what he was carrying, although he tried to hide the bag when the monitor approached. The boy may have said it was oregano, said Michael Villafana, spokesman for the Dade County Public Schools. Police and child welfare authorities were investigating the boy's family. The focus is on the child's environment. What issues could have led to the child having a bag of marijuana in school in the first place, Villafana said. Police also were looking into whether an older friend may have asked the boy to hold the bag. Can you hold my bag? Can we say that? No. We say it all the time. What? Uh-oh. See, there he goes. Did you hear that, Josh? Mark it down. What did I say? Mark it down and open up that cookie jar, man. You better put about $50 in there for that. <laughs> just, I, I'm, you don't get it. You just don't get it. I want to go on record. Mark the tape. Mark the time, the date. I'm trying desperately to save your ass, but you just uh, you don't want See? to be saved. Listen that. Listen You're like that. all those uh, heathens out there that won't listen to us born again Christians. You just don't want to be saved. 
So repent now before it be too late. 27 after 10 at 560 WQM. I've been telling you for years why you ought to do the smart thing when you need a new mattress. And that is called Dial a Mattress toll free. 1-800-MATTRESS. They back up everything they say in their advertising 100%, but their competitors still lie like crazy. When you see a mattress ad that makes outrageous claims, please do yourself a favor and read that fine print. Lots of lies are out there. For example, big ads with big headlines, half off. But then you find out it only applies to a limited selection of items that you never would buy in the first place, everything else still full price. And they probably double the regular price first anyway. And you'll probably never be able to make a fair exchange if you didn't like it. But the good news is when you call Dial a Mattress, sitting right there on your fat ass, their ads have no tiny print, no disclaimers either. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll see their prices are so low that other stores have to offer half-off sales just to compete. Dial a Mattress has a no-risk 30-day comfort exchange policy on all beds, including yours. And don't forget, when you call Dial a Mattress, 1-800-MATTRESS, you're getting a company that's ranked number one in overall customer satisfaction. You can't beat them. From Kendall to Stewart, Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And Dollar Mattress reminds you to read that fine print because they want you to know what you're buying, even if you decide not to buy from them. So what you be waiting for? What's not to like? Do what I've been doing for years and what the other smart folks are doing now and buy your mattress by making just one easy, simple phone call. They'll be knocking on your door in no time at all. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, the honest way to buy you a great bed. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. Hey, Grable, please lock him away, for I recall the day, homicide, a bronco ride. He won't confess. Sorry, by the way, O.J. don't qualify. The I don't care Not yet. what they say, because O.J. murdered her wearing gloves. Absolutely. It happened so soon. On the 12th of June. And O.J. ran away from that bloody mess. I don't care what they say, cause O.J. murdered her wearing gloves. Yes. I have waited quite a while, but I see he's still on trial. It goes on and never ends, as it does. I know that O.J. murdered them. Lock him up, please. And throw away the key. You turd. It's a game. All the claims of his innocence. I don't care what they say, cause OJ murdered her wearing gloves. I don't care what they say, cause OJ murdered her wearing gloves. You know who's a big fan of OJ, by the way? Roy! 1034, Gene uh, faxes in in Fort Lauderdale says, what about O.J.? Sorry, Gene, but at the moment, O.J. ain't up on no charges. And uh, that's unfortunate. And, of course, we all would like to see him in jail, anybody with an IQ larger than their little pinky finger. But nevertheless, uh, is he eligible for the poll? No. No. Sorry, Gene. In addition to which, it, you know, if you put him on there, it will be no contest anyway, right? Right. He always wins. He always wins because everybody hates him like poison. Except, of course, the uh, O.J. liquors at QAM. Like screw Ann. And the water Nazi. And maybe even the new uh, legal word Nazi, too. Maybe Joy likes uh, O.J. 
But I sure doubt it, because she don't seem to like anybody or anything. And I don't even know her yet. But it was nice that she got one her first trip into a radio station. I hope she was excited. Which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? That's our poll question today while you're perusing uh, Diane Parkinson from a few years back. 148 votes already. Kenny Lay, 73. I think he's got it. He's got a lock. Michael Jackson, 38. That's uh, That was my vote. Who did you vote for, Kenny Lay? Kenny Lay. I voted for Michael Jackson. Boy, that would give me such great, such a thrill to see him where he finally belongs. How, how many how many hours do you think he lasted in there alive? About 30, man. Hours, that is, not no, days. Not an hour. How many seconds do you think right. he lasted? About 30, man. Jason Williams, 10. Kobe Bryant, 10. Ever see them together? Same person. My, Martha Stewart. Oh, wait a minute. Just change again. Sorry. <coughs> Kenny Lay, 81. Michael Jackson, 40. Kobe Bryant, 12. Jason Williams, 11. Martha Stewart, 10. Robert Blake, none. And Todd Bertuzzi doesn't have any. Come on, all you hockey fans out there. I don't even know why I put them on there. Just that there were some people who said there should have been criminal charges, and there still might be. I don't. I don't uh, I'm not paying that much attention to that. In fact, after last night, I think I'm giving up hockey for a while, about a year and a half. And uh, that's 163 vote we got so far. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. 85,864 people have signed StopFCC.com. I noticed that California has jumped up over Texas, which means that somebody somewhere on the air is uh, pumping this in California and elsewhere, too, obviously, which is great. Sure as hell can't do it alone here in this tiny little scratchy-sounding uh, station in Miami, Florida. Are the other people on this station promoting this, by the way? No. Huh? Anybody else? You're funny. Mentioning it? Plugging it? Huh? That's funny. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. No, you're not. See, if Joe, Joe and Mark were still on here, they'd be helping us out. Sure. With their, how many listeners they have? About 30, man. But at least they'd be giving it their best shot. I mean, we're not getting no help from Owen. Where was Geldy again this morning? Oh, there was a story there. There is? Geldy called in sick. Yeah. Uh, on the same day that uh, Mo apparently called in late, he decided that he didn't want to show up till 5.30. Right. And, uh, called in and said, uh, just have Geldy do the first half hour. I'll show up when I'm good. Wow. Because I just don't feel like uh, ambling in until 5.30. So they uh, had to run the sporting news until 5.30. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Well, what, what kind of deal? What kind of place are we running now? We know it's a crazy house. So, in other words, you just come in whenever you feel like it? Well, I'll you, see you tomorrow about 11.15. Right? Yeah, right? I'll see tomorrow about 12.30. Sure. Whenever, or if you feel like it, 1. one one fifteen sounds good. Although I'll probably be about 145 tomorrow. Well, what kind of crap is that? Yeah, Geldy, I guess, has been fighting the uh, flu or something because he sounded scratchy yesterday. I heard him for about 20 seconds, which was plenty more than enough. But um, so Geldy was out ill again, and the Mo shows up late. That's not good. That's not going to be good in his file. You know what? Mm -hmm. I'm sure that Muffin Clearance right now are feverishly working up a, a, a little notation to put in that file because they both uh, really despise him like crazy, but then why should they be different from anybody else? Let's see. Let's take a look at that schedule. Mad Dog at 2. He'll be on time. He'll be on time because he knows that the money's waiting, man. Actually, he gets paid. I'm like the little dog who still hasn't got paid yet. The Humper at 4, the uh, Hebrew Hammer. Hebrew Hammer <laughs> at 4 till uh, 6.50. The Humper, a two-hour and 50-minute show because we got Marlins Exhibitionist Baseball. Marlins on deck is at 6.50. The Cardinals play the Marlins in Jupiter at 7.05. Eddie K. after the baseball game and Sporting News Radio Oy. overnight. Wow. I, 
We better get used to saying that, just like we better get used to not saying a lot of other things. Right. I mean, that thing when Muff told me that I slipped out the uh, uh, S-bag word yesterday. Now, I'm, I'm uh, not even sure. No, I'm sure we, we can, can say that, right? Are you sure? Yes. All right. Well, let me say this to you now, okay? On uh, IOD this morning, we have a spy report, mm -hmm. and that is that uh, Glenn Beck rhymes right. with Schmeck and Dreck, the right-wing, uh, one of their 85 right-wing talk show hosts, called President Bubba a S-bag not once but twice, and, of course, we can't say that word anymore. Right, and there's a follow-up. Yes. He repeated the statement again using the very same word at 9.50. No. Yes. Saying S-bag? I S you not. Oh, my God, not on WIOD, because that's Clear Channel. The last thing they need is any more FCC action. Wow. They're going to be at the poorhouse with their $9 billion they made last year. That's bad. They'll probably have to take down a couple of them billboards. That, oh, that's right, they own them. <laughs> oh. they you know, even even space. here even here in Toronto, there's a Clear Channel all over the place. You see it on billboards. You see it on at the Eden Center downtown. There's a big... Um, Oh, what do they call it? Like in Times Square, you know, that big uh, display thing? The uh, message sign yeah. board and lights. Clear Channel. Yeah. Clear Channel. They're a cancer. They're a cancer on the universe, man. They've taken over. They're worse than Walmart. They're worse than ExxonMobil. They're worse than anybody. Cheap Channel. And this guy's on the air. They're saying, S-bag, I think somebody better look into that right away. I think somebody better fax over one of those phony FCC notices that we got <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> to Pete Bolger. To the assassin. Say, oh. We got it. We got the times. We got the uh, the evidence. Govern yourselves accordingly, etc. 1040, 20 before 11 at 560 WQM. It's the last mortgage you'll ever need. You know what I'm talking about now, I'm sure by now. The only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are incredible. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, even zero discounted points. Get yourself that new low-rate interest of just 1.25%. A $100,000 loan means your payments are just 334 a month. A $200,000 loan, you pay just 668 a month. What's not to like? And don't forget, once you refinance and get a new home mortgage from Financial Group, you will never, ever pay those ugly, nasty closing costs again. So call today and find out all about it. Call 1-866-395-LED and get yourself the low-rate mortgage you deserve. Then move on to your next property with no further cost or expense. You pay zero underwriting fees, zero dock fees, zero closing costs, even like I've been saying when you move to another property. Get that new low-rate financing. It's unbeatable, just 1.25% with the only one mortgage from Financial Group and never pay closing costs again. For details, there is positively no obligation. Just make that toll-free call with their new number now, 1-866-395-LEND. That's 1-866-395-LEND. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rates subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Absolutely. Picture bad day with sniffing glue. He do the rush drug limbo. Here's another contender. Bouncing off the walls in a rehab room. He do the rush drug limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. I'm known from God and hateful and rotten. He do the rush drug limbo. Snorting and popping illegal like he got him. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. Limbo. He do the rush drug limbo. 
struggling bar. Little girl, candy, I had an epiphany, my friends. An epiphany, it's done. Under the rug is where the story's going. He do the rush drug limpa. Damage control so they can pitch and hold it. He do the rush drug limpa. Limpa. He do the rush drug limpa. Oh. He do the rush drug limpa. I gotta rush just thinking about it. How about our boy Rush, uh, John in Columbia, South Carolina? Thanks, John. How could I forget? He's so Rush is on there now. Well. I guarantee he's gonna go zooming right. up that list. Which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? I think he'll win. P.S. You missed the King family yesterday, is what uh, John says. Also, uh, what King is that? Larry King. Coretta King. Elvis. I don't know. The King. The King. Anyway, uh, thanks, John. Now, wait till you hear these. I'm sure you already read this. This is great. See, I didn't bother checking letters to the editor in the Sun Sentinel. This is in response to Tom Jicka's front page column on Saturday in the Sun Sentinel about uh, the FCC and uh, all of these things. Yeah, it's luscious. The first letter is just exactly what's wrong with South Florida. Too many old cockers. That's what it's all about. Leon Blumberg in Highland Beach. Leon, Oy. who's probably over the age of uh, 400, probably makes Methuselah look like a teenager. He writes, we don't need FCC to define decency. After reading about the articles about the crackdown on broadcasting filth, I find my heart breaking for the likes of Neil Rogers and Howard Stern. The fact that they now have to police their own filthy mouths causes me great sadness. Imagine Rogers now has to edit hundreds of so-called comedy bits looking for the forbidden words he can no longer use. Let me make it easy for you, Neil. Just throw the whole thing in the garbage. These talk show hosts who blanketed the country with their filth are now worried, as is TV radio writer Tom Jicka, that the government and broadcast industry are stepping on their First Amendment rights. I'm against censorship, but, and this is a big but, we just don't know how to behave ourselves. Give us an inch and we take ten miles. For instance, I hate that we have so many police and undercover people at ball games and concerts. We have to because we don't know how to sit and behave. <coughs> We must consume all the beer, etc., that we can hold and disrupt those around us by becoming unruly and becoming just plain dangerous. The broadcast industry is no different. We gave them an inch and they took the whole nine yards. They have broadcast their filth at all times of the day and night. There is no way of protecting children from tuning in. And please don't give me the old excuse that there's an off button. I don't want to have to censor radio or TV broadcasts for my family, nor can I. Critics say... The FCC's refusal to be specific about what's permissible now has left broadcasters in an uneasy and unfair position. Do we really need the FCC or anyone else telling us what is decent? Can't we police ourselves? I truly doubt that Neil Rogers or Howard Stern would even be working if they had to drop the filth from their shows. Their talent is filth. Schmutz. What we need is broadcasters with intelligence and talent. Broadcasters who can help us to think, to understand this complex world in which we live. There are more than enough subjects to last us for the next thousand years, each one without filth, writes Leon Blumberg in Highland Beach. Oh, hey, Leon. Coxahoy, sweetheart. Now, uh, and of course, coming to our uh, support, pretty uh, lame. Oh, Steve Martin in Sunrise got a decent letter. And then let me read the other one, Joel Hyman in Pembroke Pines. So I guess it was in a hurry, didn't have a lot of time. Or maybe they just edited it down. He says, politicians should be more concerned about the pollutants in our air, rivers, land, and seas than our radio waves. I guess our politicians are entitled to their priorities. 
says Joel Hyman. Little stuff there, little shot, little sarcasm, but uh, kind of weak, Joel. Butch it up a little bit. And now Steve Martin in Sunrise says, what free speech? Good question, Steve-O. The words to express my dismay escape me because we have censorship of the airwaves. The FCC has gotten the broadcaster to watch their mouths. I can now hear radio programs spouting hate and fear-mongering. I can watch films of murder and torture almost nightly. I thought that not limiting free speech was one reason our forefathers fought and died. Perhaps I misunderstood. Freedom and liberty should be fear and servitude instead. I would use language that truly expresses my feeling, but it wouldn't be allowed for publication. Right, Steve Martin and Sunrise. Nice going, Steve. Good job. So we got one. One, well, one and a half. One and a half letters of support. And that long, long letter mm -hmm. from Leon and Highland Beach that goes on. And, uh, and of course, when you write a letter to the editor, they tell you about, you know, watching the length of it. Because if it's too long, they'll have to cut it down right. or they won't put it in. Brevity, brevity. Right. But Leon goes on. Oi, 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 oi. He told you, mister. Right. I'm really impressed, Leon. And by the way, tomorrow's payday, so <laughs> you. Oh, that was a raspberry. Hey. That's a raspberry. We that? checked on that, and they said no problem with raspberries. Now, the, the the powers that be, I don't believe you. Said no problem with raspberries. They're not too crazy about pomegranates, which I heard you say something about that this morning. Yeah, fond of them. Although in our programming department, they do have a pension for other certain other fruits. Now let's see, which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? Kenny Lay, one nineteen. Michael Jackson, seventy two. Jason Williams, 25, Martha Stewart, 16, Kobe Bryant, 16, Robert Blake, 12, Rush Limbaugh just went on there only a moment ago. He's already got 11. And Todd Bertuzzi's got a pair. Thank you. Thanks to my hockey people out there. Out of 273. Let's take two, three hundred calls. What do you say before we get into the meat of the matter? Okay, I got my finger on it. WQAM, hello. Yes, good morning, Neil. How are you? Good morning. Okay. Just wondering, have you heard anything yet, uh, if... Neil, if, uh, what's his name, Michael Powell is going to be taking the place of priest at the confessionals and granting absolution yet? Yes, he is. He is. Mm -hmm. And also for your poll, how about Scott Peterson? Now, see, that's, uh, he's already in jail, see? I mean, his trial is going on. Oh, he's, he's in already jail. in jail. Yeah. Ah, okay. I'm sorry. Have a great day, pal. You too. Unlike Robert Blake, who's uh, wandering around outside for some reason, why did they let him out? Oh, they liked his hair. <laughs> I see. They like the uh, bird. Is that what it was? Now, don't say what kind. Please, please, no, please. Cracker, anyway. please. No, it's not my line. Polly, want a cracker? What's my line? <laughs> WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, Did you hear you? that, Josh? That was a raspberry. I heard it. That was a snort. QAM, hello. How you doing, Neil? Pretty good. Good. Uh, you're forgetting one person on there. Who's Somebody that? that works on your radio show. Mo Howard David. He should be on that. Yeah, okay, great. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. That one for you, Paul. How about Phil Spector? Uh, he's not uh, in jail, right? He's uh, running around loose. Right, they're going to get him. Yeah. Phil Spector. We'll put him on there. Thank you. Thank you. Phil Spector. <laughs> ah. Shot my favorite B-movie queen. Just like uh, Jason Williams. He said it was a suicide, just like my dog committed suicide. Same thing. <laughs> deal. Well, I'm getting a really scratchy throat. I think uh, I can see George on for the next no, many, many days. He's soothing. Huh? Drink something soothing. I'm fighting it. I don't have no cough drops. But in spite of the scratchy throat, let me just read this uh, Paul Krugman piece from yesterday's New York Times. It's on our website. It was there yesterday. It's still there, I'm sure, somewhere. Lifting the Shroud. Is that the Shroud of Turin he's no, talking about? No, no. Uh, from the day it took office, U.S. News and World Report wrote a few months ago, the Bush administration dropped a shroud of secrecy over the federal government. 
After 9-11, the administration's secretiveness knew no limits. Americans, every Fleischer ominously warned, need to, need to watch what they say, watch what they do. Patriotic citizens were supposed to accept the administration's version of events, not ask awkward questions. But something remarkable has been happening lately. More and more insiders are finding the courage to reveal the truth on issues ranging from mercury pollution. Yes, Virginia, polluters do write the regulations these days, and never mind the science, to the war on terror. It's important when you read the inevitable attempts to impugn the character of the latest whistleblower to realize just how risky it is to reveal awkward truths about the Bush administration. When General Eric Shinseki told Congress that post-war Iraq should require a large occupation force, that was the end of his military career. When Ambassador Joseph Wilson revealed that the 2003 State of the Union speech contained information known to be false, someone in the White House destroyed his wife's career by revealing she was a CIA operative. And now we know that Richard Foster, the Medicare system's chief actuary, was threatened with dismissal if he revealed to Congress the likely cost of the administration's prescription drug plan. The latest insider to come forth, of course, is Richard Clark, George Bush's former counterterrorism czar and the author of the just-published Against All Enemies. On 60 Minutes on Sunday, Mr. Clark said the previously unsayable that Mr. Bush, the self-proclaimed war president, had done a terrible job on the war against terrorism. After a few hours of shocked silence, the character assassination began. He may have a grudge to bear since he probably wanted a more prominent position, declared Dick Cheney, who also says that Mr. Clark was out of the loop. What loop? Before 9-11, Mr. Clark was the administration's top official on counterterrorism. It's more about politics and a book promotion than about policy, Scott McClellan said. Of course, Bush officials have to attack Mr. Clark's character because there's plenty of independent evidence confirming the thrust of his charges. Did the Bush administration ignore terrorism warnings before 9-11? Justice Department documents obtained by the Center for American Progress, the liberal think tank, show that it did. Not only did John Ashcroft completely drop terrorism as a priority, it wasn't even mentioned in his list of seven strategic goals. Just one day before 9-11, he proposed a reduction in counterterrorism funds. Did the administration neglect counterterrorism even after 9-11? After 9-11, the FBI requested $1.5 billion for counterterrorism operations, but the White House slashed this by two-thirds. Meanwhile, the Bush campaign's been attacking John Kerry because he once voted for a small cut in intelligence funds. Oh, and the next time terrorists launch an attack on American soil, they'll find their tests made much easier by the administration's strange reluctance, even after 9-11, to protect potential targets. In November 2001, a bipartisan delegation urged the president to spend about $10 billion on top security priorities like ports and nuclear sites, but Mr. Bush flatly refused. Finally, did some top officials really want to respond to 9-11 by not going after al-Qaeda but by attacking Iraq? Of course they did. From the very first moments after 9-11, Kenneth Pollack told Frontline, there was a group of people both inside and outside the administration who believed that the war on terrorism should target Iraq first. Mr. Clark simply adds more detail. Still, the administration would like you to think that Mr. Clark has base motives in writing his book, but given the hawk's dominance of the bestseller list until last fall, it's unlikely that he wrote it for the money. Given the assumption by most political pundits until very recently that Mr. Bush was guaranteed re-election, it's unlikely that he wrote it in the hopes of getting a political job. And given the Bush's administration's penchant for punishing its critics, he must have known that he was taking a huge personal risk. So why did he write it? How about this? Maybe he just wanted the public to know the truth. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. The Honey Junior. My wife took the car to the mall She drives my Buick and she's three feet tall I wouldn't ride with her, no way I said I'd meet her there later today So I'm just sitting on a bench in Delray Oh, 
bus to take me away. I'm just sitting on a bench in Delray with my friends. Bus fares don't always stay the same. I'm not gonna do what Yetta tells me to do. The driver at her age, she must be insane. Just sitting here, resting my bones, wondering why my wife won't leave me alone. We've talked it over, but I never win. I just wind up slipping through the mall again. Oi! So I sit on a bench in the rain, Oi! waiting for the lolly bus to take me away. Oi! I'm just sitting on a bench in the rain with my friend Hines. And there he is. It's about damn time. I've been waiting here all damn day in this bench. Where the hell have you been? Hey! Hey! Where the hell are you going? Come back, you schmuck! That's our Florida for you, baby, in a nutshell. 1102 at 560 WQM. So somebody suggests Bernie uh, Evers and Chris Sullivan from WorldCom, Dennis Kozlowski and Mark Swartz from Tyco, and the Regas family uh, of hockey fame, also formerly owners of the Sabres, of Adelphia Cable. I thought he went to jail, John Regas. I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I don't know if you want to put these on there, huh? I don't this know. Is, That's somebody's I mean, Rich Pactor, by the way. Oh. Well, thanks, Rich, but the answer is no. no they're, they're small potatoes compared to our... Fine list of jail, uh, potential jailbirds we got going. Granted, they ripped off a lot of money and uh, pissed off a lot of people, but then again. See what I'm saying? Can't what put saying? everybody on there. I like to have a nice, meaty list on there. I like to have people that really, uh, somebody knows who they are. Kenny Lay, 138. Which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? Michael Jackson, 83. Rush Limbaugh, 41. Rush is, he's Russian, man. Even Jim Brown never rushed like this. Even Gail Sayers. Jason Williams, 28. Martha Stewart, 21. Kobe Bryant, 18. Robert Blake, 12. Todd Bertuzzi's, 3. And Phil Spector's got one out of 345. Who are we putting on there? Who did we just say? I, I forgot. We didn't. See, just checking. <laughs> I was going to say, boy, I didn't even get the good stuff, and I'm forgetting. Now, listen to this carefully. Speaking of uh, Richard Clark. I listen to everything carefully now. Yes, I bet you do, and so do I. When I'm playing these bits, man, I'm sitting here just this. Oh man, I'm just uh, moving around in this chair. <laughs> Believe me, um, I have spilkies uh, listening to each and every one of these deals. Democrats on Tuesday accused the White House of election year abuses of power and tried to discredit former top U.S. counterterrorism official Richard Clark, who has accused President Bush of ignoring threats from Al Qaeda before the 9/11 attacks. Democrats took to the Senate floor to lambaste the Bush White House, which has fiercely condemned Clark on Monday. I can't imagine why. Always attack the messenger, baby. Rip him. Tear him. He's a jerk. He's a... Yeah, you know what? We can't say it no more. We are seeing abuses of power that cannot be tolerated. The president needs to put a stop to it right now. We need to get to the truth, and the president needs to help us do that, Senate Democratic Leader Tom Daschle said. Let's see. What goes on to court? Let's get to the good part. Clark rejected White House charges that he was playing election year politics by timing the release of his book Against All Enemies, detailing his criticism of the Bush approach for this week. He said publication was held up by the administration for three months for a security check 
and he had not intended for it to be released in the middle of the election campaign. How do you like that? See, they don't bother telling us that, the right-wingers. They're all on there. Oh, see, he put the book out right in the middle of the election. It's obvious he wants a job with Kerry. Well, guess what? He said publication was held up by the administration for three months for a security check. In other words, to see if there was any um, secret information in there. Sure. Any classified information. And he had not intended for it to be released in the middle of the election campaign. I'm not doing this because I'm disgruntled. I'm doing this because I think the American people need to know the truth. He told A, B, and C's America, good, uh, good morning, America. So there you go. Let's smear the messenger, man. Let's rip him in ass. Let's uh, tear him to pieces. Let's uh, tear Joseph Wilson to pieces because he told the truth about that phony uranium report from Niger. Wow. Let's see. It says, uh, you're not allowed to say this on the radio yet. Last night on NYPD Blue, they repeated over and over again, feminine personal hygiene bag, the D-bag word. It says here. Unbelievable. Right. In fact, it is so unbelievable the things we can't say. Now I'll even crack out the good one. Unbelievable. How do you like that? Ooh. I only save that for special occasions like mowing that piece that he wears on Sunday go to meet on special occasions on Yom Kippur. Unbelievable. Right. Isn't that Saturday, though, in his case? Friday night. Oh, that's right. Will you people stop with the O.J. stuff? Uh, O.J. is uh, not current. These are people who are currently uh, have been convicted and waiting a sentencing or they've uh, got a trial going. O.J. don't have no trial going on right now, even on that uh, stolen satellite thing yet. Now, as soon as he does something else, which I think probably be very soon, then we'll be more than happy to put O.J. on there. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it's just a matter of days, it. hours, how many hours? About 30, man. He'll do something bad. Like show his face in public again. That's something bad. Oh, look at this. This is good. White House intimidation. We'll get to that eventually. Let's see. Here's a fax that says, you mean to tell me that I've listened to you for over 20 years. Now I find out you're dangerous. That's right. That's what Leon in Highland Beach said. He also said, Oi! God, I hope I don't have to sit next to you in your filth at the ball game, says Todd in Hollywood. P.S. I signed StopFCC.com yesterday. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, uh... You know, I'm not going to browbeat the audience anymore. I did that yesterday to try to get to 10,000, which we did. But, I mean, if we did that every day, it gets really ponderous, and you can only squeeze so much blood out of Iraq. I, I think we're doing pretty damn good. Isn't that what uh, Rumsfeld said? You can only squeeze so much blood out of Iraq? No comment. Oh, the sixth one, the O.J. Stop with the O.J. faxes, okay? I'll pacify you by playing a lot of O.J. bits, the ones that we can still play. I don't think there's any of them we can't play, are there? I don't know anymore. Well, let's let's try. I, I think on this is auditions. A, a new feature. No, right. that's a new feature on the air. And uh, what about the kid that uh, did that call in? What is that called? Uh, OJ song. Yeah, here. Let's see. <laughs> All right, everybody, ride that button. Ride it. Ride it. See, I think saying OJ, I think that's obscene and pornographic to me. I think that's really uh, coarse, but nevertheless. Why did you leave the bloody glove? Man, what were you thinking of OJ? You almost got away. No, I dumped it. That was me a, too. Uh, I dumped it too. It wasn't a ride. Did we both dump it? I, yeah, I did. Well, I, I played that. See, that's my bad. I, I didn't play it now, but I mean, when he called in, I played that. See how so you... there, we can't play that one no more because so... it's got a fart sound. In it. <laughs> All right. I mean, to me, that was definitely not a raspberry. That was a, huh? That was a horse. No, listen, listen to me, boys and girls. These are decisions in life that you have to make, very important ones. In fact, we have several middle-level management people right now, and probably Joy over there in Naples, who are monitoring the show and who are listening very carefully with headphones on. Mm-hmm. 
And had we let that go on the air, they would have said, oh, I don't think that was a raspberry, Neil. I think that was human gas. That was um, excretory activity. Might have generated In fact, they might have even been able to describe the aroma, the flavor. Pomegranate. So at... Got it, Josh? Got it. Toss another one in that uh, uh, thing, in the big jug. Oh, that's right. Can't say big jug anymore on the air. That's now. That's one for you. No way. I mean, that, not even close. The, you know what? This is going to be a show from now on about things that we can't say. That's it. Yeah, that's the new format on the Neil Rogers show. Things that we're going to talk about things that we can't say. Now, when I go which to... is fine because it's your it's your outnumbers the things that we have left that we can say. I guarantee you that. In spite of what Schmendrick in the Highland Beats says or whatever his name is. Want to go back to Appalachia like I do? Yeah. And I and I buy some moonshine, which I sometimes do. <laughs> Can I drink it out of a moonshine jug? So you just you just keep pushing it. You I'm just I'm it. telling just you, asking. get off the edge. Get off the edge. You remind me of somebody that's like on the edge of the. You're on the 85th floor of the edge. Empire State Building. You're right on the ledge, and you're trying to you want to jump off. Back away from the edge, please. Just walk away. Right there, you go. Because I have only one message for you. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Right. Okay. Because if you haven't already discovered the kind of nervous Nellies that we're working for, the kind of people who are like peeing in there. I mean, I, I'm not even there, and I heard reports that June Allison is, is sleeping there around uh, the clock 24-7 because she's doing such a land orifice business there with her Depends. They are just peeing all over themselves with this. Oh, see, there you go. See, that's I, you. I don't think there's anything that's 100% safe anymore, is there? No. I mean, even hello and goodbye is not. And I, I'll give you an example. Here's one. Bye, bye, bye! See, now hey. you think, well, what could be wrong with that? Well, that's from that comedy bit where he's uh, satirizing Justin Tinkerbell. Well, right. Justin Tinkerbell, you know what this is like? This is like the day in the life of three Baptists. It's the same that's thing. Right. Justin Tinkerbell was the one who ripped that thing off Janet Jackson's uh, thing there. Right. That Careful. started this whole flap in the first place, which they're using as an excuse to just decimate uh, the uh, airwaves and decimate our freedoms. And besides, that drop is a double entendre. Uh, there you go. So can't do that no more. Bye, bye, bye. In fact, believe you me, uh, only he wishes he was bye, bye, bye. Little fruity Justin Tinkerbell. So there's another reason we can't play that. Now, this may shock some people, including Schmendrick up there in Highland Beach. Shocking content is what the audience wants. A new study from Jacobs Media and Edison Media Research found that 55% of regular listeners to active rock, mainstream rock, Alternative and classic rock stations that air some of the most controversial morning shows on the radio, including the Howard Stern Show, said they're never offended by what they hear. In fact, just 11% of those surveyed said they're offended more than rarely. Furthermore, 74% of the 13,700 respondents who participated in the Internet poll supported the statement that those who listen to Howard Stern should be allowed to do so. 74%. The joint study also found that while 75% of respondents believe that small groups of people are having too much influence on whether a radio program should be fined or punished, only 5% believe that if even a small group of listeners is offended by a radio show's content, the FCC should take action against it. Only 5% of people believe that. Other survey highlights include the findings that just 12% believe the FCC should remove programs that it finds indecent from the air, and that a whopping 87% of respondents believe it's a parent's responsibility to protect their children from indecent material. Additionally, 13% say it's the broadcaster's responsibility to keep indecent material off their stations. Rock radio listeners are telling us in overwhelming numbers that they want to decide for themselves whether to listen to a radio program or not, Jacobs Media President Fred Jacobs said. 
Listeners know that certain radio shows might offend them, and they know how to change the station if they don't want to hear such things. All of these things. All of these things. Of the 40 stations included in the survey, roughly a third were active rock and, uh, uh, what is it? Active rock and rock. A third were alternative, and a third were classic rock. Jacobs Media's uh, Dave Beezing tells the radio and records. Additionally, 50% of the sample comprised adults over the age of 35. So unlike certain old farts that we have out there, the goody two-shoes crowd, we have so many important things to talk about, and I'm going to decide what they're going to be, and there's too many rowdy people out there at the ball games. Uh, oh, good golly. That's South Florida for you, man. I'm telling you right now, it needs a people transplant. Take about 80% of the old farts and ship them back to New York where they came from or somewhere where they can, or uh, to Arizona, Sun City, and bring in some living and breathing people with a sense of humor. Plus, I understand Mo told me that uh, we're running out of bags in Florida. Can't say what kind. Can we say the sea bag? 14 past 11 at 560. How about tea bag? Oh, <laughs> can't say that. If you're in a dead end job, just dummy up. If you're in a dead end job, if you're underpaid and overworked, like uh, Todd Dreck is the other way around. I, he, this man just infuriates me. I get downright angry when I think about his refusal to do anything. But anyway, if you'd like a new high-paying career but you don't have the cash of the four years of your life to spend on going to college, here might be the answer you've been looking for. One easy call to Fast Train, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. That can do it because our good friends at Fast Train can have you trained and certified for a high-paying computer network professional career, and as little time as four months. All you got to take is four months out of your life. What's not to like? And you can have some real training and a real uh, job and a big fat paycheck that goes along with it. Fast Train offers day, evening, and weekend classes to fit around your schedule. Fast Train offers job placement assistance and financial aid to people who qualify, too. Fast Train's got seven convenient floor locations, so there's bound to be one nearby you. So don't delay. Pick up that phone. Call them today. Check them out first on the web if you like at FastTrain.com, and then make the call that can really change your life because in just four short months, you can be on your way to a new high-paying career. Don't delay. Call them today. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Enter the horror. Rushy, can you hear me? I have a ditto for you. Can't you fix your hearing? By now you should afford to. Oh, oh, Rushy, 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 Rushy. What will you do with all your millions? Too bad for you, you hateful freaks. Lotta got you, overtake this jockey. I might sound cool, but I'm not sorry. Rush 
Archie's moving up to the list nicely. He's number three with a bullet. 79 votes. Michael Jackson, 106, and Kenny Lay, 157. Michael's starting to put some moves on Kenny Lay there, you notice? I thought Kenny was a little bit too old for Michael. Dante and Boca says Richard Clark is scheduled to testify at 1.30 this afternoon. Good. We'll pop it on. I would like to hear some of what the gutless George Tennant has to say. Now, I'm not putting him on. He's, you know, he's, uh, they got to him really good. Remember that day? Sure Just did. like the day they got to Roland mm-hmm. Colin Powell, who said, well, you know, if there weren't WMDs, maybe we wouldn't have gone in there. And then uh, a couple hours later, after they had a little bit of a meeting, a little bit of a confab, a powwow, and they said either your brains will be on a plate or the signature or something like that. And he said, oh, no, we would have gone in there and we had to get rid of Sodom. He was a bad guy. He was a bad man. Says Robert Novak should be getting, uh, what does it say? Wrapped it with uh, Mo for outing a CIA operative. Yeah. Robert Novak should probably be in jail, too. Let's put him on there. I'd like to see him in jail, even though he doesn't have any charges, but he should. For uh, jeopardizing the life not only of Valerie Plain, but also, of course, of all the other people in the CIA. A grotesque act by the unctuous ultra-right wing. Incoherently, I should point out, which may be a good sign, Robert Novak. I think he's right on the edge. I think he's got one foot in and the other one about two-thirds of the way. WKLS is regular, guys. Off the hook. Radio and Records has learned that WKLS Atlanta Morning host Larry Walks and Eric Von Hassler, known as the regular guys, won't be penalized by Clear Channel for a stunt gone awry in their March 19 show. Aren't you excited? I'm relieved and delighted. Sources have confirmed that Walks, Von Hassler, and the rest of the show's cast, including the board op, have retained their jobs following a closed-door session attended by Clear Channel Radio CE oh! John Hogan, who I think is driving in the fourth race at Pompano Park. The sources also tell R&R that the company doesn't plan to further investigate the incident. Now, here come, listen, strap yourself in. All listen, right. I should read this very slowly. The sources also tell Radio and Records that the company doesn't plan to further investigate the incident unless the FCC becomes involved. Are you following uh, that? Okay. Wax and Von Hassler were suspended from WKLS after planning to wear a tape backwards of a porn actor simulating various sex acts, thus avoiding an FCC fine. What they were trying to tape went out live on WKLS, however, rolling underneath a commercial. But uh, Clear Channel says it was a mistake, we understand it. Uh, Kisten made up, everything's okay, unless the FCC becomes involved. Then that changes everything. That changes the whole picture. Nationally syndicated morning personality Man Cal Muller, whose show is based at MS Alternative WKQX Q101 in Chicago, is expected to file a $3 million lawsuit against longtime detractor David Edward Smith that charges Smith with business interference and filing, filing spurious complaints with the FCC that are repetitive, malicious, untrue, and designed merely for the purpose of harassment and to cause Muller economic ruin. According to Chicago Sun-Times columnist Robert Feeder, Smith Citizens for Community Values has lodged 66 complaints about Mancow's morning madhouse with the FCC. In a statement, Mueller said, Judgment Day has come for those who hide in the shadows, twisting Bible verses and hiding in government offices while using another government office to attempt to destroy my radio station, my wife, my widowed mother, and my future uh, children. The Sun-Times reports that Smith claims he's acting on his own volition and carrying out a private crusade against Mueller, when contacted by Radio and Records, an MS representative had no comment on the matter since the suit doesn't directly involve the company. And remember our good friend Sandra Singh Lowe? C. Who was dismissed after a pre-recorded segment that aired February 29th on Santa Monica College's KCRW Los Angeles. 
and featured the F word twice during the same broadcast, will now offer her commentaries to Minnesota Public Radio's KPCC Pasadena LA, operated by Pasadena City College. The decision comes after KCRW General Manager Ruth Seymour rescinded her dismissal of Lowe, but was rebuffed after Lowe determined that she no longer felt comfortable working at KCRW. She said when she even goes into buildings, she's feeling mighty low. Lowe contends that she never intended the obscenity to air and that a producer had been charged with bleeping out the word from her program before it aired, but they didn't do it. Lowe will continue in her role as a freelance contributor to NPR's marketplace. You see what happens when people are put in a position of bleeping words out? And they don't do it. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Problems. Tourists. I just mentioned that after yesterday's minor incident, Muff got all bent out of shape. Bah, 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 bah. Not really. He's you know fairly mellow. He doesn't want to have to start popping too many of those pills anymore. Pretty expensive stuff. Unless, of course, we can get in touch with Wilma. Which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? 453 votes. Kenny Lay, 162. Michael Jackson, 109, Rush Limbaugh, 83, Jason Williams, 32, Martha Stewart, 29, Kobe Bryant, 20, Bobby Blake, 13, Todd Bertuzzi, 3, Phil Spector, 2, and Bobby Novak. We just stuck him on there, just kind of for fun, although I mean it. He belongs behind bars. He's an evildoer. In fact, seriously, when you stop and think of that expression, evildoers, yeah, seems to me that they're kind of like uh, stole the government, if you ask me. I could be wrong. I think those are the most dangerous evildoers in the world right now. Hey, you want to know more about following a low-carb diet? You want to know the best-tasting, largest selection of low-carb foods? Then there's a story you'll fall in love with. It's called Delights of West Boca. Whether you're starting or restarting the Atkins, Sugar Buster, South Beach, or any other low-carb, sugar-free diet, Delights of West Boca has always been the number one low-carb store in the universe, and for good reason, because they've got so much good stuff. Over 1,200 low-carb products to choose from, including breads and bagels, cookies and crackers, Chips and brownies, chocolates, carbolite ice cream. They got your pasta and sauces, ketchup, cheesecakes, and so much more. And don't forget, if it's new and great tasting, Delights will have it before anybody else, too. Delights is open every day, seven days a week from 10 to 10. You can always try anything in the store before you buy it. They got a friendly staff that knows dieting inside and out, and they carry the most complete line of Atkins Brands products you'll find anywhere. And the Atkins products are on sale all day, every day, even on Shavuos. Delights of West Boca, they're on the northeast corner of Glades and 441, right next to Boston Market. Call them toll-free, 1-877-LOW-CARB, L-O-W-C-A-R-B, or on the web you'll find them at lowcarb.com. Don't forget, there's only one Delights of West Boca, and it's your official Atkins Retail Center. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours. QAM. Most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Yes. I can't believe the language I hear on TV. Every other word is an obscenity. It used to be the cable was a whole lot worse, but now the networks let their actors curse. There's no end in sight to this insanity. All the dialogue contains profanity. Swearing like a sailor on a three-day pass. Words a whole lot worse than ass. Rectum. F-bomb, F-bomb, how long will it be before they drop the F-bomb? Oh, 
Wild Drive. I can't wait for that. 29 till noon at 560 WQM. Mad Dog at 2. The Humper, the Hebrew Hammer at 4 from uh, the studio, no less. How do you like that? In studio. Ooh. But not for long. He's no dummy. He realizes it's a sick building with a lot of sick puppies running around. I noticed on the schedule he's going to be the NASDAQ 100 open tomorrow and Friday also. He gets out of there as much as possible. Nice going, Humper. And then we got uh, Marlins on deck at 650 tonight. Cardinals at the Marlins in Jupiter 705, and then Eddie K after the ball game. I'm not. I'm not promoting that sporting news radio anymore. I'm, I'm just. I. It, the embarrassment factor is too great. You know what I'm saying? Promoting it. I mean, I'm not, not mentioning it anymore. I try to promote the whole station. Mention the schedule. Even Mo five eight in the morning, and uh, Joe Rose following preceding us. But uh, I will not uh, promote sporting news radio. It's not a program. It's just uh, you know like putting on the test pattern. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Mr. Sports? Yeah. Take a look at that poll result so far. I told you Russia's making a big move. You're right. Although he's got a long way to go, man. Got a long way to go. A long hill to climb. 499. I bet if I refresh it, we can get to 500. There's Sandy Berger on there. He's a good guy. Number one, policy integration to ensure greater seamlessness between agencies that have traditionally been either domestic or externally focused so that we never again have a situation in which, for example, the FAA or INS is disconnected from national security. Two. 500 votes. Sorry, Sandy. Uh, which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? Kenny Lay, 169. Michael Jackson, 117. Rush Limbaugh, 101. Rush is moving into triple digits. Isn't that great? Yeah. Jason Williams, 36. Martha Stewart, 35. Kobe Bryant, 21. Bobby Blake, 14. Coochie Coochie, Todd Bertuzzi. Three, Phil Spector, two, and Bobby Novak's got a pair already. Good. Fry his ass. That's my comment on Robert Novak. What a just obnoxious, disgusting, humorless, uh, mind-blowing, uh, right-wing, oh, all I can say is, you turn. That's the only thing I got left that I can say, at least as of today. Probably Joy over there in Naples is going to hear us playing that show. I'll call uh, Muffin Clarence tomorrow. Oh, he said turd. You can't say that. Well, I would like to, her to know that one of... One of George W.'s many nicknames for Carl Rove is Turd Blossom. Yeah, well, that don't matter. Well, if it's good enough for El Presidente, who has a very limited vocabulary, that's good enough for us, okay? I mean, he ain't no n nuclear scientist. So if it's good enough for El Presidente, it's good enough for us. Turd Blossom. I can't explain what that's all about, but you can use your own imagination, because in Texas, well, 5670560... Pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. I'm just, I'm hanging on by a thread. If I get through till 2, I'll be okay tomorrow. You know what I mean? No. What do you mean? Well, in other words, I, I had like, you know what it's all about when you get like, you're on the verge of a cold, but you don't oh, that get thing, it. thing, that thing. But your throat is a little on the raspy side, and if you could rest your voice, hint, hint, if you could rest your voice, what? <laughs> I know. Then it, then it passes, uh, like right. a gallstone or kidney stone. Can we talk about a gallstone passing? No, oh, I'm no sorry. More. WQAM, hello. Yeah, uh, Neil, I just want to know, uh, just to show the, the hypocrisy of the radio and the TV, I don't know if you've seen The Shield last night. No, I did. But there was uh, a prostitute got murdered. Cable. There was a rape scene. Uh, but that's on cable, man. Oh, oh, uh, no, that's Fox. Oh, it's on Fox. Like cable. you said, it's over the air. FX. It's on FX. And now, it's on I FX, but the FX is myself. not over the air. It's only on cable. If I, if I made a complaint myself... Would they be obligated to investigate it and shut it down? Just for no, because complaint? FX is on cable. It's not an over-the-air channel. It's owned by Fox, but it's on uh, cable, not an over-the-air. Oh, okay. Well, then again, here's another hypocrisy with Fox. 
such a right-wing station, and they had rape scene. Right. They had an 80-year-old woman getting raped. Absolutely correct. That's it's, Fox. On the one hand, they used all, all the violence, all the uh, racy stuff on the Fox Entertainment Network so that Rupert Murdoch can make his millions and billions to fund his right-wing uh, news uh, propaganda machine. Yeah, right. I agree with everything you say, and Rush Limbaugh is my vote. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally. All right, take it easy. See ya. Say it a little louder, though. Hey, Rush, can you hear us? See, I don't. Uh, you talk about a story that just about got buried. I'm not. I'm not even talking about the uh, doctor shopping and all of that, and the pill popping. I mean, he admitted to that. But here, here he had all of this sympathy. See, this is why, why, what did I? Where did I go wrong? You know what? Where did I go wrong? Way, way back when. Too late now. No comment. Get all of these. No, no. Seriously, I know Norm Kent had something to do with it. But all of these people that have these uh, quizlings, these ditto heads. It's very similar, and of course, it's generally the same people with a born-again Christian philosophy. Oh, the fallen sinners! He's the one who repented. Blah blah blah. You know, they're the ones they like the best, like Jim Baker and Jimmy Swagger. When they come back the second time after they screwed up big time, then oh, hallelujah, they refound the Lord. You know, that's the same with Rush, who lied through his teeth about having some kind of uh, you know disease with his hearing. He had the oxy disease, is what he had. Remember I read all those articles uh, right after all this uh, thing blew in the Enquirer? Yeah. About how the fact that uh, the stuff that he was taking is known for causing dramatic hearing loss and even some people going completely deaf. But that got, how, much, how many seconds coverage did that get? About 30, man. Yeah. No, we don't want to talk about that because that would be bad. And then he goes on there and lies through his teeth about Richard Clark and lies through his teeth about anything and everything. And uh, Clear Channel has no problem putting him on. I can't think of too many things in the world more obscene than Rush Limbaugh, and yet there he is every single day, lying through his teeth, hypocritical, finger-pointing, pill-popping idiot. You, you try, trying to explain things to America, man, is like trying to you know, squeeze water out of a rock, unless, of course, it's on Mars. That's uh, really exciting stuff. Let's go. Let's pack up and go, everybody. Let's go to Mars. See, that's another thing. And, and I'm not suggesting I have any great, brilliant scientific mind because I'm a million miles away from that. But the notion, this whole thing of time and space and all of that, the average person, any person, can't really understand that. So the idea that there were all kinds of life in the universe, maybe a billion years ago, maybe a billion years in the future, uh, uh, all of these things. People can't relate to that because our lifespan is so short, less than 100 years. How can you relate to even a million years or a thousand years, much less billions? You can't do it. Good memory. Is that it? Yeah, sure. I remember when I was just a little amoeba. So this business about, well, are we going to find, uh, are we going to find, because the next deal when they go up to Mars again, they're going to find the um, fossils, the microscopic fossils, and they're going to find all kinds of life, guaranteed. And they're going to say, holy cow. Look at this. What was this? And what was that? And who who would uh, this be, you know? The sarcophagus. And I'm still worrying. What, I'm really concerned for all you religionists out there, the God Squad. What kind of stories, what kind of fairy tales, what kind of bubba mices are you going to make up to try to cover your ass on that? Satan. Uh, it's another Satan plot. That's right. See, because even the God Squad out there, if you believe in a God, why would he create the whole universe and just pick this one lousy, uh, mediocre planet to put life on it? I mean, why let everything else go to waste, right? Because the Lord moves in mysterious ways. He moves ways. in mysterious ways. And on the first day, he created two lights, the large light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Right. Oh, my goodness. Seriously, I think we need uh, some... Uh, what do they call doctors who per perform a lobotomy? Lobotomists? Okay. 
No, seriously, well, there must be a name for them. I'm sure there is, but uh, psychiatrists. Uh, to start either with. that, or we need a lot more of that sh electroshock therapy, like Sheridan was getting there on passions. She sure came out looking pretty good, considering all the shocking she was getting. Kenny Lay, 174. Michael Jackson, 125. Rush Limbaugh, 117. Jason Williams, man, he is a piker. He's only got 37. Why is that, do you think? Don't Why is know. he doing so poorly? Don't know. Huh? I think they really believe that story. I think between the dog and in that chauffeur, it was double, double suicide. We're Sports Radio 560, QAM. Suck it in and hold it. More than half of Californians are overweight or obese. I think I'm morbidly obese. If you're one of them, you may find that your clothes are getting tighter. My clothes are shrinking. Don't worry. There's something in your size. I can wear a circus tent. I can get one on eBay. Being overweight increases the risk of heart disease, type 2 diabetes, and cancer. Reduce your risk. Eat a variety of fruits and vegetables for snacks and meals. Dream on, bitch. I'm eating chocolate cake for lunch. And take a brisk walk every day. I'm taking a brisk walk to the fridge. <laughs> sounds good to me. Chocolate cake sounds good to, uh, for lunch, too. It huh? does. I'm hungry. Mm. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I think we're going to do a Wednesday, uh, but what we're going to do today is different, though. Not just play uh, all these unlimited bits. What we'll huh. do? Now listen to me. Yeah. We'll go back to the very beginning of time. To Aardvark. Well, actually, in the beginning of ours, we got. No, we don't want to play those, though. I didn't. Uh, oh, I see. All of those are in the very beginning before the uh, alphabet, eh? But like the first bit is uh, a clone again. I think this might be safe. Yeah. And then you got a day at Stallone's. And now, a typical day at the Sylvester Stallone household. Yeah, that would be an interesting exercise. We'll do that in the one to two hour. Save my voice, my scratchy throat a little bit. And then we can hear some stuff probably we haven't heard for a long time, or at least a little bit of it anyway. <laughs> oh. I think body augmentation we can still play, right? All of these things. There's nothing so. in there, right? I, I don't know. I don't know can anymore. I see. Now you're really getting a little carried away. Now you sound like Joy. Yeah. Over there in Naples. No, this the is joyless joy. one. Hey, Joy, I got news for you. Well, you know about radio. You can put in the thimble and have room for uh, Josh Friedman's ass left over. Anyway. Well, you can't say that? No. Yeah, no, she's got a point. If anything's obscene, it's Josh Friedman's ass. Anyway, wait till you hear this. This is obscene. State and city officials said yesterday that they were never told that terrorist suspects had entered Boston on liquid natural gas tankers Coming into the harbor, which a former White House counterterrorism chief has said, led to high-level concerns about an attack on Boston following the 9-11 terrorist attacks. They were never told. They said if they would have blown one of those up, uh, they could have blown the whole downtown area of Boston off the map. Just big crater. No more Faneuil Hall. No more Quincy Market. No more Paul Revere's house. Mayor Thomas Menino, U.S. Representative Ed Markey, and Governor Mitt Romney's Public Safety Secretary Ed Flynn all said they've contacted federal authorities to get a full accounting of what U.S. officials know about threats to boats that enter Boston Harbor carrying liquefied natural gas. Each of them said they had heard nothing definitive from the Department of Homeland Security, the Transportation Department, or the Coast Guard by yesterday afternoon. They're still waiting. Menino, who's long argued that liquefied natural gas shipments represent a serious threat to Boston area residents, said the federal government erred in not passing on the information to local authorities. Not another mistake by the federal government. Yes. Oh. 
I just think somebody dropped the ball, the mayor said at a terrorism preparedness forum held at Fenway Park yesterday on the LNG tankers. Nobody ever informed us. They didn't tell them nothing. The information about terrorist suspects using gas tankers to enter the country was disclosed by Richard Clark. In his book published this week, he wrote that al-Qaeda operatives had entered Boston on natural gas tankers by boarding them in Algeria and said top federal officials were concerned about Boston Harbor being a target on the morning of 9-11, shortly after the Pentagon and World Trade Center were attacked with airliners. But uh, nobody bothered telling the people in Boston, the mayor, the governor of Massachusetts, all of these things. I, I just mentioned that. I don't want to say that your government is lax and loose and they talk a good game after the fact. I don't want to say that, but that's what I'm saying. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing, Pally? Pretty good, Pally. Good, I got one for your poll. The crook, the biggest crook other than Lay at the Ebers. Who is it? He ruined my life. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, and so did Mitch Hirsch ruin my time. I'm sorry, but we're not putting him on there. We already had that. Sorry for people that got ripped off on World Commissary. How did that uh, come up? Hello? You did. Yeah, I pressed it. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, hi, Neil. You know, there was this uh, woman, Christine O'Donnell. She's a real religionist. She was on one of the news programs yesterday. Mm -hmm. She was saying how refreshing it was to be in the Middle East, away from the smut here. Right. So it goes back, you know, the old violence is good and, you know, any kind of sexual words or pictures are are bad. Now you got it. It's such an insane, and this was a young woman in our 30s. In, in fact, Ariel Sharon is opening up a new chain of uh, stores in the Middle East called Assassins R Us. I think it's <laughs> going to be a big hit. Hey, what do I say? Did you know, say any, the only thing, only thing people have to know about Bush is that he still has vetoed all the uh, any monies to the first responders as far as communications and protective gear. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, they're still not prepared. I mean, we're as prepared yeah, listen, as hiding under too, a desk. We're too worried about taking over space, man. we got to worry worried about the, the, yeah. the platform of space to attack all the evildoers. I remember when I was a little kid, we used to hide under a desk to prepare for a nuclear attack or a nuclear attack. Right. And uh, we're, we're about just as safe today if, if anything was to happen. I mean, so just have a big desk. Good luck to you, Pally. Bye-bye. See you on the flow. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Oh, that was disgusting, wasn't it? Gross. Uh, coarse. Right. Coarse and disgusting and nasty and vulgar, like uh, old Leon Saul, whatever his name was there in uh, Highland Beach. All the old cockers all the time. Man, what a waste of precious space and beach and sunshine and things that could really be good. Flora could could it could be paradise. Absolutely. Except for people like you, Mo. Miserable, nasty old coots. You mo? WQM, hello. QAM. With a big echo on it, I guess their phone is a messed up. WQM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, you know, regarding your poll today and the uh, requirement to be charged, um, you think about it, those freedoms have already been taken away now, you know, so uh, I don't know why you have that requirement. I mean, they can just say you're a terrorist and send you to Guantanamo. Uh-huh. Which is probably where they'll send uh, Richard Clark before one o'clock today. I doubt it. <laughs> He'll be there right on your fifty-two inch screen, man. One thirty this afternoon, between one and one thirty. I have such a fantastic line, but I just can't say it. Nope. Can't say you don't even know what it is. Has to do with uh, uh, in your mind. Richard Clark. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. WQM. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I just wanted to, re- to direct your attention to 
an article on uh, freepress.org uh, okay. about a guy named uh, Ethan Gibbs, and he invented the true vote system. Right. Uh, you know what that is? No. It's uh, uh, voting machines with paper trails. Okay. Uh, and he just died this week in a, a suspicious, quote-unquote, car accident. Oh, um, no. Yeah. So, there you go. That sounds like those guys who, uh, you know, tried to mess with the oil, who were inventing all those alternative kinds of cars, the electric car and hydrogen car. And all. Some of them people met an evil uh, fate, too. Oh, uh, and Lockwood, also. Um See, the deal is either they'll pay you off to go away, or if they figure you're just going to be stubborn and not go away, they'll just make you an offer you can't refuse. Right. I, I said Lockwood. I meant Silkwood from the 80s. Right, right. Um, so anyway, I, I think you'll find that very interesting, and it's, uh, you know, nothing shocking. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same old stuff. Not anymore. Sign yeah. America, man. Thanks a lot. I'll look it up. You got it. See ya. Freepress.org. Got it. I wrote it down. Got it. Speaking of uh, websites, that's stopfcc.com. The good news is that, I, and I don't know, nor do I really care, it's not all the important, whether it's Rush or whether it's Howard or, or somebody, or Phil, anybody. Although I doubt Phil, because Phil's a... Well, you see, the problem is most people aren't clear channel except Howard. That, that's why Howard's got... He should really be uh, going gangbusters on this. Maybe he is, but I doubt it. But the stopfcc.com thing is really taken off, and you can see it by the gigantic number of signatures, like California has uh, zoomed in the first place out of Texas. And we're still third, but, eh, you know, we're, and again, I'm not going to browbeat the people because we've done pretty well in Florida. 10,860 people in Florida, 12,610 in Texas, 13,005 in California. But the total is what's impressing me. It's up to 86,562. And you can see in the various states, even New York is, like, starting to move up big time. So people are finding out about this website. People who really do want to make their own choices, who are sick and tired of all the censorship. See, this is what's going on now. And, again, I keep trying to explain it to you people. And a lot of, if you don't care, that's fine. I can't make you care. But they're just making things up as they go along. And this idea, it's like, it's like being back in kindergarten again. Oh, a teacher, can I say uh, this today? Can I say this word? Uh, well, we've been saying it for 20 or 30 years. and Not anymore. No, sir, you can't say it. No, junior. Can't do that. It's scary. And where the hell do you draw the line? And who are the people who will draw the line in the sand? I don't, uh, other than Infinity with all of their resources, I don't know of anybody. Sure ain't going to be these people. No chance. Not when they got that weak-kneed joy over there who they found on a street corner up uh, peddling newspapers. <laughs> oh, God. So anyway, it's uh, starting to move up. Last five people to sign a petition. Look at that. Somebody in Chicago, Illinois, Maple Grove, Minnesota, Port something or other, California, Stevenson Ranch, California, and Seattle, Washington. Something's happening big with this thing out on the West Coast, which yeah, is great. Well, it, it's good. In fact, you know, if it went on big, well, I, I still think we'd like to do the newspaper ad thing. It's a good idea. Because mm -hmm. by the end of the week, I guess, uh, Scott should be up to about 100,000 signatures on here. But we just it just don't have that much time to keep banging and pushing and pleading and hoping and praying that somebody finds out about it. What we really would need was somebody to go on national TV. I know they have a lot of time to put a lot of crap on there, a lot of garbage, a lot of puff pieces. Wouldn't that be something if they did just like 30 seconds on it? How many? About 30, man. Yeah. How about a paid TV spot? Well, we don't have the money for that. No. Not on any, like, maybe uh, even like on a real network or like on CNN. We don't, we haven't got the cash for that. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. QAM, hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling to talk to Neil. Speaking. Yeah, Neil. Uh, listen, uh, I want to let you know about a website I, I run across the other day. It's called defoliate.com. Yeah. Or defoliatebush.com. I'm sorry, but it's uh, they'll they'll send you a bumper sticker that says defoliate bush, which I think it's great. That's cute. But, but at the same time, uh, I was listening to uh, 102.7 this morning, and they had this uh, Jill Dane or whatever her name on, a psychic. The great Dane, Mickey Dane. No, it was Jill. I think her, her oh, that's, daughter. That's probably her daughter, yeah. And she was saying something, and this is the scary part, is that uh, Bush is going to be reelected. Oh, well, that convinces me. Okay, thanks for the good news. Jill Dane said Bush is going to get reelected. Right, no uh, point going to vote oh, now. Oh, let's call out the election. What do you say? <laughs> oh, come on. Jeez. Man, it is a scary, ain't it? I mean, if Jill Dane was on Magic 102.7 this morning, in between playing the uh, Build Me a Buttercup by the Foundations and uh, some old Barry Manilow record, I mean, uh, what's not to like, right? Right. So I guess we can just forget about it. Any of you people that were going to vote this November and thought that there was going to be a presidential election and that maybe there was a chance of making a uh, difference? Forget about it. Right. That's our best advice, according to uh, Jill Dane. Hey, spring into savings right now and save like never before on a great new car or truck from Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. You'll find them on US-1, just 20 easy minutes south of the old 836. Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead is worth a drive because they're going to save you so much cash, thousands and zillions and kajillions on great new Toyotas. Check out these great lease deals waiting for you right now. An 04 Camry or 4Runner for just 269 bucks a month for 48 months. How about an 04 Highlander, just 309 a month? Need a truck? How about an 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in America? You pay only 179 a month for 48 months. These are just some of the amazing savings waiting for you right as I speak at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. And now with those toll increases on the turnpike for people using cash, Armstrong's will give you a free sun pass when you buy your new car or truck from their joint. General Manager David Rich and his staff will do whatever it takes to put you in a great new Toyota today. So for yourself, do a big favor, okay? For your father, for your father, too. Experience the Armstrong Toyota of Homestead difference. Locally owned and operated, they're committed to 100% customer satisfaction, too. Their service department is even open late to late weeknights to make sure that they get your service work done and done to perfection. You'll find them at US 1293rd in Homestead, just 20 minutes south of the 836. Do yourself a humongous favor. Don't waste your time at those mega dealers or car giants who always seem to overpromise and underdeliver and then get you to their dealership under some phony pretense. Call David Rich, the GM at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead for the best deal in town, 305-242-3247. 305-242-3247. Drive a little and save a ton on that great new Toyota at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Absolutely. Talk show hosts are fine when it's a 
you hear this, you are, you better strap yourself in. No, a lot of strapping going on these days. Strap it. All right. This is from the world-flaming, I mean, the famous Fudge Report, so it might be true. Wait till you hear this. Okay. Although, we, too bad you can't look in your speaker and see this picture right now. We'll hold it up to it. Okay, you see it? Oh, look it's at got that. Simon Cowell. Now, in the first image on the right, he's holding up. You know how sometimes you're sitting at a desk and uh, you hold up your head with one finger? Okay. Now, the picture on the right, he's got his index finger on the side of his head. But then there's another picture on the left of this where he's holding up a different finger mm -hmm. I'll do that on his cheek. Huh? I'll do that sometimes. Oh, yeah, everybody does sure. that. But yeah. in the present climate, it may not have been so good of an idea. American Idol producers debate Simon one-finger salute. Fox executives question on-air gesture. Uh-oh. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Now even so-called imagined gestures. <laughs> the nation's top TV show is at the center of a fresh decency debate after American Idol judge Simon Cowell gestured a one-finger salute during Tuesday night's broadcast from Hollywood. The obscene gesture came during a heated exchange with fellow judge Paula Abdul. Cowell held his middle finger to his cheek as Abdul railed against comments made about a contestant. The image came close to being cut, a top Fox executive tells the Fudge Report. We're not as sure he was, uh, we're not sure he was doing what he was doing, quite frankly, the source said. It appeared he was simply resting his head on his middle finger, but I now think we made a mistake. The gesture should not have aired. The top Fox source says flipping the middle finger would not conform to the network's decency standards. Idol producers have asked Kyle to refrain from using the provocative pose in the future. Fox airs Idol with a slight broadcast delay, live at Eastern and Central time zones, but with a delay. But when in doubt, they didn't it out. It's not so simple, Simon. Well, guess what? Guess what finger I'm holding up, folks, now, and you can only guess. I'm holding up both of them, because yeah, well, it's radio. I'm holding up all of them. can't say anything anymore. At least I can hold up whatever finger I want to, and I'm not even holding up my head with them either. I'm just sticking them right up in the air. There you go. Oh, raspberries. Well, see, you know it's a raspberry when you hold your finger up, not to be oh. confused with excretory activity. I mean, seriously, th this has reached a point of mass insanity. It's lunacy. And to be wasting my time talking to a couple of overgrown children who mean well, but are just uh, about as qualified as my little dog would have been to be, uh, you know, we need a wartime consigliere. We need somebody to go to bat for those of us in the industry who would like to maintain some semblance of credibility in some kind of a program talking to adults, not three-year-old <laughs> children in a sandbox. Do we have that? No. Are we ever going to have that? No. no. And where's our fearless leader, by the way, in the middle of all this? I don't where's know. the man who always, when the tough gets, uh, what's that old saying? When the going gets tough, Greg gets going too, like out of town. Greg hates you. Yeah, he gets going as fast as he can in the other direction. Like when we first went on the air on this godforsaken station, and he took the whole family, jammed them in a plane, went off to Chicago. Because he knew that technically there was about as much chance of us having a successful debut, and we still did it in spite of you. How do you like that, Greg? In spite of you, running away like a child. But, you know, just plow ahead. Tomorrow's the 25th. You know what that means. Yeah, I do. Your payday. Payday. Just keep that in mind. Keep thinking about that. Payday. And a week from tomorrow, trend day. Arbitrends. December, January, and February. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. So now we have obscene gestures that are unacceptable, even on the unctuous Fox. Wow. WQAM. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, you need Jenko, man. He's the only yeah, that's right. I'm look what we here. got. That's right. Pop had Jenko. Look what I got. And look what we got. And in closing. WQAM. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, Pally? Hey, first I just want to say that that clip you have of Rumsfeld on the internet, on your website, lying and getting caught lying, that is the best. Right. I had to watch that like two or three times. Isn't that a beauty? Yeah. I love that. But uh, anyway, um, this whole thing is just out of control, like you said. I mean, millions of jobs lost, all this stuff, and we're worried about, just like you read, you know, if Simon, whatever his name is, that he flipped Powell. the bird, this and that. I mean, don't we have anything else to worry about? I mean, it's just this, this is so pathetic. It's so amazing. You think that the world was just paradise. Everything was perfect except for a few potty mouth people and people who want to flip the bird on TV. I mean, uh, it, it, it just makes you so weak. You want to just roll into a quarter and uh, roll up into a ball. And I mean, we can't, I don't know what Howard's been talking about, but if he's not doing more about this, like you said, I mean, this guy makes so much money and I mean, this is his livelihood too, and it's like he just—I don't know what he's doing about it. His problem like... is that his—he thinks that he's the center of the universe. He's the only one on the air in broadcasting. It all revolves around him. I mean, if if he is doing something really good besides just putting a link on one of his eighty thousand websites to stopfcc.com, if he's doing something good, then I retract what I just said and more power to him. I wish he would, but I don't think he is. I don't—I don't get that feeling. I had an idea for a uh, poll. How about uh, which one of Neil's bits or and or noises are you going to miss the most? Excellent. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. And the only problem with that is how, <laughs> how do I? Well, I can do it. I mean, we did the thing with the words we can't say anymore. I found right. a way to do that. Although I discovered that we can't. Uh, I, I don't even know how to say it. Nope. Well, well, let me just say this to you, okay? I'll, I'll try to describe it. The latest thing I inquired about, and I'm not inquiring no more because every time I ask it, no. oh, no, you can't do that. Now, you know that we can't say hole. We definitely can't say that. We right. can't even say a See, I think that was fairly uh, clever. Okay, I got we can't, it. In other words, if you take the two um, words, the two right. syllables, they're a hole, and then a See, I'm getting confused now. I almost right. uh, fell into a bucket there. Can't do it. Even though it doesn't mean anything, it just uh, it means nothing. Oh, can't do that. Can't mention the rock group or the thing you did. Right. So this whole concept of freedom of speech, I don't care what some old cocker in Highland Beach is writing in the Sun Sentinel. Uh, mister, you better get a brain, okay? You think that, you think that uh, people would re understand when they start burning books and banning and censoring, you think they'd understand what that's all about? He's, he, he'd hear the damn boots. Maybe he hasn't got his, uh, his hearing aid turned up loud enough for his pacemaker no, like to... To feel the shaking of the boots on the ground. They love the smell of burning books in the morning. Is that what it is? It smells like victory. Yeah, is that what it is? Makes me feel again like a walking lampshade. Every time I look around and see what's going on right now. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. WQAM, hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Neil, I had a terrible uh, radio accident last night. Uh oh. Phil Hendry. Completely, Are you sure? Completely has lost whatever shred. Right. Of, of, yeah, he's a total sellout. He's become a right-wing shill now. Yesterday, he's saying to the, to his audience, whatever's left of it, that Richard Clark was lying 
not because he had any specific, you know, evidence or any specific uh, uh, allegations, but Phil said he can tell that he's lying because you can just tell from the way he talks that he's I lying. I see. Uh-huh. So it was just so pathetic. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's happened? Well, anyway. I, I, well, what's, ha- what's happened is that he's got no credibility. He sold out his soul to the clear channel and right-wing propaganda machine. And why anybody would even waste their time listening to him anymore, I have no idea. He's he's not even a shadow of what he used to be. He's just, he's just a total sellout. What a shame. All right, thanks, Neil. Maybe, maybe that's why he ballooned up to 300 pounds. Maybe he's oh. having a conscience problem. Thanks a lot, pal. Thanks for the bad news. It's really sad. Just like Mancow, he's suing that guy that's all over his ass. But you know something? That'll teach you to uh, suck up to the right-wingers, man. That'll teach you to hop in bed with all the right-wing uh, goofballs. See, I almost said it. I know. See, I hate to break the news to you, Muff and Clarence and all you other goody-two-shoes people with your born-again uh, new uh, word re- uh, religion. But the fact is that when you speak, people have a way of speaking every day. When you do it day after day, right. week after week, year after year, this is just the way you speak. It's not any desire to be shocking. There's nothing shocking anymore. It's called English. When all these millions of people went to see that movie, The Passion of the Christ, all that baloney, so Mel Gibson could make $250 million and all the blood and the guts and the whipping and lashing and violence, and it's going to be shocking because somebody says, uh, bag on the air, come on, give me a break, get a life. Get a brain. I have no life. No. Oh. Twelve minutes after, I'll tell you who has no life for sure, and that's Todd Dreck. This man, I am serious. Even with all the other stuff that's going on, I can handle it. I uh, go with the flow. But this guy just makes me wild because he absolutely, positively, absolutely won't do it. He just won't do nothing. So here's a guy that's overpaid and underworked. I mean, big time. He won't lift a finger. Even just like Simon Cowell, he won't even lift that finger. Well, he probably is right now. Back at you, by the way, Todd, you idiot. But if you're, uh, quite to the contrary, the other way around, underpaid and overworked, if you're not making peanuts, here's the answer for you. Gotta, uh, get some smarts. And, if you, uh, don't have the education that you need, but you don't have four years to waste on college or the money that it takes to do it, here's the way you can. Call Fast Train, get some skills. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Because these people can have you trained and certified for a great high-paying computer network professional career, and they can do it in just four short months. Count them, if you can. You can be fully trained and ready for that new career in uh, by middle of July, by August, whatever, Augusto. Fast Train offers day, evening, weekend classes to fit around your schedule, too. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, financial aid for people who qualify, and with seven convenient Florida locations to serve you, there's bound to be one convenient for where you live. So if you're sick and tired of working for nothing, of not having much of a life, if every day you wake up in the mirror and think to yourself, I have no life, change it, do something about it. Because in just four short months, you can be on your way to a new high-paying career thanks to the good folks at Fast Train. What's not to like? Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com and then make that easy call that could be one of the most important calls you'll ever make. Talk to our main man over there, whoever that is. Why, why is everybody Moe's main man? Have you ever heard of uh, that? I don't know. No, My I... main man. I, even I don't have that many main men. I wish I did, though. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Live, live and local. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Well, I've known my sister all my life. That is why she's now my wife. And I think my son may know it's true. He's my nephew, too. Well, my daddy is my uncle. My mother is my dear Aunt Flo It is very plain to see My first cousin is me Oh! Hey, 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 h
1218 at 560. That's for our good friends up in the tree over there in Naples, including Joy. You're a real joy. Not. I don't even know who she is now. Already, I just despise her. I just find my just re revolting and grotesque feelings going through my body thinking about that bitch. But anyway, have a great day, Joy. And that that bit we just played, you realize why we can't play that no more? No, why? It's about incest. That wasn't on the list. Well, I just added it. I see. <laughs> well, if you ask about it tomorrow, they'll say, "Oh, you can't play I that." No incest. Huh? That's a good plan not to ask any more questions. Don't don't ask. I'm not asking any more. In fact, if Duff and Clarence come in or any more in the morning before the show, uh, no I, I'll just English. I'll just nature will be calling. I'll have to Como? go out and take a, a gigantic um, Howard David. No, se habla inglés aquí. Bomb found on French rail line. A French train employee on Wednesday found an explosive device buried in the bed of a railway line heading from France to Switzerland. The Interior Ministry said from France to Schweiz. I just like saying that. Bomb disposal experts neutralized the device, which was half buried under a track in the village of Monterarne, on a train line heading from Paris to Basel, Switzerland, the ministry said in a statement. Is that Basel or Basel Rathbone? It was discovered shortly after noon today, French time, 6 o'clock this morning, our time. There was no immediate claim of responsibility. The discovery came two weeks after a series of bombings of commuter rail facilities in Madrid. <coughs> They killed 190 and sent Europe to a heightened terrorist alert. My best advice to people that are going to be traveling to Europe this summer is don't ride the trains. I know the trains are great. A lot of people want to hop on the train, Amsterdam, go to Cologne or uh, go to Paris. Uh, don't don't do it. Uh, follow my drift. I do. I mean, that's not. just my own opinion. I'm not telling you what to do. Just my own personal opinion. The tip, the travel tip. A little travel tip, uh, no extra charge for your friends at QAM. If you're thinking about going to France. And maybe going from Toulouse to uh, La Trek or whatever, stay off the tracks. Forget about it. That's exactly exactly right. Well said, Mo. See, I knew he's good for something. What's the deal with him and Joe Rose? Are they really uh, foaming at the mouth again? What do you mean? You think it's fake? No, no, I don't. No, I don't mean it's fake at all. But I mean, uh, there just seems to be a rekindling every now and then, just uh, to a fever pitch between those two. I thought that yeah. Mo and I had the great hate, and believe me, it wasn't fake. It isn't now. There's a long line in front of you. Well, excuse me. Uh, a Muslim chaplain once suspected of being part of an espionage ring at the Guantanamo Bay prison has been found guilty of two minor charges, prompting his lawyer to call him the victim of a drive-by act of legal violence. That's an interesting term, ain't it? I like it. Captain James Yee, 35, was issued a reprimand Monday during an Article 15 proceeding used by the Army to settle minor disciplinary issues. In such proceedings, a finding of guilt does not result in a criminal conviction. The commanding officer at the Guantanamo Bay base, Major General Jeffrey Miller, found Yee guilty of two violations of military law, adultery, and improperly downloading pornography onto an army computer. Miller had the option of imposing 30 days arrest and quarters, 60 days on restriction and loss of a half a month's pay for a maximum of two months. He issued only a reprimand. Yee said he'll appeal. His attorney, Eugene Fidel, said he believes Yee's Muslim faith led authorities to improperly suspect him, calling Yi a victim of an incredible drive-by act of legal violence. Yi, of Chinese descent, converted to Islam from Christianity in 91. After his military studies at West Point, he left the Army for Syria, where he received religious training, returned to the U.S. military soon after. He spent 76 days in custody after the militia. The military initially linked him to a possible espionage ring at Gitmo in Cuba, but the government failed to build a capital espionage case against him. 
He was eventually charged with mishandling classified material, failing to obey an order, making a false official statement, adultery and conduct on becoming an officer. He could have faced 14 years of... So in other words, they're, uh, they're going to stick it to him as best they can. If we can't get you on this, we'll get you on something else. Nice. How's that pool coming? I kind of forgot about that. I'm busy looking at that stopfcc.com thing. And, you know, it would be nice to get to 11,000 because you folks, because I'm not prodding the South Florida audience, you know, I know a lot of you have done your part, and that's great, and signed the petition, but a lot of you haven't because you're lazy and because you're shipless and because you're scared because you won't do a damn thing. I think it's time, uh, lunchtime right now is a good time to take a few seconds. All, all it'll take is About 30, man. 30 seconds. Click on stopfcc.com and sign that petition if you value freedom of speech. If you're sick and tired of losing your favorite programs and your program, the programs that you do like that are still on being watered down so that we can't say squat. Not only can't we say squat, we can't even do it. 86,942. We're going to go to 87,000 uh, very shortly is the total. But Florida lags behind there, 10,905, kind of turning into a week third right now. And we need 91 more for 11,000. We should be able to do that, shouldn't we? Easy. 90, 95 more for uh, 11,000. Between now and 2 o'clock. I, I don't want to press it too much because it gets really ponderous. And I just, uh, you know, you just get tired of it, of, of pushing and, and begging and pleading. There should be no problem at all. As soon as anybody on there says, hey, get on that thing and uh, let's help cut this crap, there should be uh, thousands of people on there. Doesn't happen, though. WQAM, hello. QAM. Thank you, AM. Yes, sir. Um, Neil, when I signed up on the petition there with stopfcc.com, and it told right. you that you know you did by something on your uh, email. Yeah. So if it doesn't come back on the email, that means it didn't happen? No. No. If you uh, folder. Uh, yeah. It, uh, it's just a technical thing. You, you, they all go through. Yeah, they all go through. Yes, sir. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Did no it problem. several times. Thank you. Thanks a lot. He did it several times. Good. Vote early and often. See, I don't want to go into the thing about spam uh, folders and filters and this and that because it's uh, too complex for my nimble mind, okay? Because I was concerned about that, too, in the beginning because in the very start of this thing, I thought, oh, gee, we're not going to get hooked into something that turns out to be a phony baloney deal like Catherine Harris is dead or something like that. And, by the way, speaking of Catherine Harris and that whole deal, it's just amazing to me the kind of sputum that winds up on the Internet. If you do a search on Neil Rogers, you'll find a... How many stories? About 30, man. Oh, check your facts, Neil Rogers. And, and none of them is even close to relating what really happened that day. First of all, I didn't find that story online. Somebody intentionally faxed it to us. I can't even imagine who that was. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, and, of course, I did look for independent verification. I checked all the other websites. I mentioned that on the air that day. Couldn't find it on CNN, the network affiliate websites. Couldn't find it anywhere, so I was very dubious. But I did read it, and of course, having known that Jeb Bush was here in Toronto that weekend for a couple of days to do God only knows what, and that maybe Catherine Harris might have been coming up here, it was kind of a juicy, interesting thing. Within a couple of minutes, somebody called and said, well, if she's dead, she's doing a good impersonation of being alive, because she's being interviewed live on C-SPAN right now. Within a couple of minutes. So it was corrected. There was no problem at all. It was uh, kind of amusing, if you ask me. Oh, check your facts, Rogers, and he ought to be fired for this. Well, guess what? I think that the cock robin is dead now, too. How do you like that? I don't have any independent verification of that, but that's my own opinion. Should I go right? that? N of course not. Are you crazy? It's on the list. It's a name. All right. Okay. 
I certainly hope you're not just checking. serious. 26 past noon at 560 <laughs> WQM. Hey, listen, I never know. I understand the way things are going now. You never really know. Well, I want another sure. lecture, you know. Yeah, let's get another lecture tomorrow from a Duff. Oh, but I mean, but you did this, you didn't up that, that's your responsibility. Hey, Duff, get lost. Go to lunch. <laughs> no, no, seriously, go do something productive. Go get lunch with Clarence. And the two of you can sit there and wring your hands together. Or maybe just hold hands would be good. If you're wringing your hands because your carpets are in kind of nasty shape right now, uh, do yourself a big favor. Forget about going through the yellow pages hoping you can find somebody that will make them look really good. Forget about going to the store and schlepping home a bunch of heavy equipment and making a mess on your flow. Do the smart thing that I've been doing in my homes for over 20 years. Call the experts, the best in the business at dry concepts. They are simply the best in the world at bringing back all kinds of carpeting to life, making them look just like brand new. Also, area rugs, your drapery, your upholstery, all of these things. Like I said, all of these things. Their trained technicians will dry clean your carpet. Same concept is used to dry clean your clothing. And when they finish, it'll be like a miracle was just performed on your flow. You'll step back and take a look around and say, hey, if I wouldn't have known it myself, I'd think somebody came in, sneaked in the middle of the night, and put brand new carpeting down on my floor. With dry concepts, your carpet smell lemony fresh. They look and smell just like brand new. And they're drying a couple of hours so you can clean today and literally entertain the night. Call today, and when you do, be sure to ask about being put on their standby list, which will save you an extra 15% on your next carpet cleaning from Dry Concepts. And don't forget, they give you a written guaranteed price when they come in. They look around, they figure out how much it's going to cost, give you a written guaranteed price, as opposed to all the tack-ons and add-ons that carpet cleaning companies are famous for. Call them today. They'll never let you down. Call toll-free 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. Or check them on the Wicked Web at dryconcepts.com. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. U-A-Q-A-M. Tonight on Fox, it's Cops, American Idol Edition. I'm Officer Simon Cowell. Right now we're responding to an assault battery call. We're looking for a suspect named Corey Clark. There he is. Corey Clark, hold it right there. You're under arrest for hitting your sister and for hitting a few sour notes. They were? You have the right to remain silent. Based on your last performance, I only wish you'd exercise that one more often. It was awful. You have the right to consult an attorney or, in your case, a vocal coach. But I can't afford a lawyer. Well, then, an attorney will be appointed for you. Perhaps Jared Andrews or Trinice could recommend someone. It's Cops, American Idol Edition. Join us next week when Officer Cowell gets a new partner, Officer Randy Jackson. Could you possibly eat oh. more donuts? Oh, oh dog. A good dude. Have one, bro. Disgusting. Mm. Absolutely disgusting. And by the way, put that finger down now. 1232 at 560 WQAM. How many votes we got in that pool? 600 and some odd, it looks like to me. 724. 724. Which of these people would you most like to see go to jail? Kenny Lay, 215. Rush Limbaugh, 183. <laughs> Michael Jackson, 172. And then after that, it's strictly a three-hoss race. After that, Martha Stewart, 45. Jason Williams, 45. Kobe Bryant, 28. Robert Blake, 17. Robert Novak, 10. Phil Spector, 5, and Todd Bertuzzi, 4, out of 724. Here's a fact that says, I can't believe my ears, but I just heard someone asking questions on the 9-11 inquiry, referring to Condi Rice, and then Miss Rice, thank the Lord the guy answering went back to Dr. Rice. Thank goodness for that. Otherwise, yeah, don't mess around with Condoleezza, okay? 
as we learned here at QAM about a year and a half ago. Don't be messing around with Condoleezza. Don't make you an offer you can't refuse. This is cute. Well, you just faxed me. Yeah. Susie in Weston says this may be the smartest county in the USA, in Oregon. In a new twist in the battle over same-sex marriage rolling across the U.S., a county in Oregon has banned all marriages, gay and heterosexual, until the state decides who and who cannot wed. All right. Probably doing a big favor for a lot of people. The last marriage licenses were handed out in uh, Benton County at 4 p.m. local time yesterday. As of today, officials in the county of 79,000 people begin telling couples applying for licenses to go elsewhere until the gay marriage debate is settled. You want to get married? Go someplace else. It may seem odd, Benton County Commissioner Linda Modrell told Reuters in a telephone interview, but we need to treat everyone in our county equally. State Attorney General Hardy Myers said in a statement that he was very pleased with Benton County's decision. It is my sincere hope that the legal process will provide clarity for each of Aragon's counties. The three county commissioners had originally decided to start handing out gay marriage licenses this week, but on Monday reversed that decision amid a growing firestorm of lawsuits across the country and decided instead to put a temporary halt to all marriages. Rebecca Castle, a uh, spokeswoman for Basic Rights Oregon, a pro-gay marriage group, told writers, it's certainly a different way for county commissioners to respect their constitutional obligation to apply the law equally to everyone. We appreciate that they're willing to say that they're not going to participate in discrimination. Nice going, Oregon. How do you like that? Pretty interesting, don't you think? Might have to move there. Now, yeah, might have to move there pretty soon, the way things are going. Let's take a look and see how Florida is responding. 10,928 people have signed StopFCC.com, which leaves 72 for the 11,000 number. We can do it easily between now and two, can't we? Easily. What threat do we need to make today? Uh, Hungarian Thanks to today. Robert and Wilton Manners, by the way, and butch up a little bit, Bobby. Thanks to Robert and Wilton Manners, who uh, signed. California, New Jersey, California, Maryland. There are obviously some people on here or, or somewhere promoting this, and I'm ecstatic to see that. Oh! <coughs> Wouldn't it be great if we could get, like, one ad on TV? Just 30 seconds, that's all. About 30, man. Where would you put it, just out of curiosity? Where would I put it? Where would you want to put it? Um, Maybe on Crossfire. Okay. I, I'm talking about on cable, not on network right, TV. Right, right, no. Crossfire. I, we just can't afford that. We'll never raise that much money. No. I have no idea how much that would cost, but it would be prohibitive, I believe. Don't you think? Lots. Plus, do you think CNN would air it? No. Probably not. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Finally glad to get through. Listen, I thought it was great. I turned your show on on Monday, and not only I was going to call you to see if you listened to 60 Minutes, you were playing 60 Minutes. Right. I thought that was great. Uh, it was real nice to hear the Bush people mumble and fumble their whole way through trying to figure out, you know, who was right and who was wrong. The bottom line is the guy is a registered Republican. Right. Isn't out to cheat anybody. Isn't out to lie. They just can't handle the sour grapes. And it's just like they did before. Anytime someone leaves, they got to throw them under the train, make them look as bad as possible, even though they're just telling the truth. And when we find out today that they they forced him to delay the release of the book for three months, it goes to show you that it had, the timing of the release had nothing to do with the election campaign. Yeah, I mean this 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 guy, President Bush. I mean, what is this? This is the biggest criminal 
that we have ever seen run run yeah. an office of the president of the United States. And you know States. when Kerry, remember a couple of weeks ago, Kerry got caught in Chicago making those comments, and he didn't realize the mic was on. Oh yeah, and then yeah, he was. But the but, he, but he, he but you know something, he was absolutely right on target. These are the biggest liars, the biggest crooks who have ever. And of course, they stole the election, so why wouldn't they be thieves and crooks? Right, and then as 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 they're complaining about Kerry, they they reran the Bush thing when he said uh, under the microphone that Major League whatever. Yeah. Oh, you can't even come but, close to saying that anymore, right? But it was okay for him to do it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thanks, Neil. Love you. Hang in there, Pally. Maybe season close. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Yeah, that was okay. See this good born again Christian, holier than thou, this great uniter, not a divider, uh, George W. And he's up there during the two thousand campaign. He says to Cheney, "Oh, that guy over there. See him from the New York Times. He's a real hole." Can't say. That's as close as we can come to saying that anymore, is whole. And, of course, if Joy gets stripped of that, she'll probably say, oh, you don't do that no more. They know what you're saying. No more bleeping. In fact, I think what we really need to do is start, somebody suggested this a few days ago, doing the show on Pig Latin, even though I don't know it. No, because uh, obviously the deal is now people shouldn't understand what you're saying. That's the key. As long as they don't have any idea what you're talking about. Oh, it's quadruple entendre. They knew that what you really meant by that. Okay, well, how about... Let me ixnay uh, up your nose, huh? Okay. I know Pig Latin and WW for that matter. Do you really? Sure. I guess I better... Multilingual. Uh, I better study it for I'll a little while. i a, a lexicon. In fact, maybe I'll study it between now and 2 o'clock. <laughs> listen, I'm trying to say I'm doing a magnificent job. Yeah. I'm really patting myself on the back because uh, not, the not, little not scratchy throat... Now, some... Huh? That magnificent job wasn't yesterday. What do you mean by that? Let that potty word get out on the air. Got us all in trouble. Are you going to start? See, this is the problem with you is that you're relentless. Let me give you three words, okay? Let it go. All right? Now, you have this bug Just up your ass with, with Muff because she comes in there and gives you a, a scolding. and a, a Look, he's got to do something, okay, yeah. to make him feel like a little muscle. You know, oh, look at this. I'm doing something. Greg, did you see it? I went in there. I let him have it, Greg. You see? He's got to do something to justify his existence on the planet. He, he's okay. He's a good uh, guy. Something. He means well. He just uh, needs, like I said, to justify his uh, being in the building and actually uh, taking a paycheck. And, of course, Clarence, well, that, that goes without saying. He discovered all of a sudden that sports was, uh, that, that was only the beginning. And I'm really curious, I'm wondering if the other people on that radio station, the sports nerds, and I, and I don't say that sarcastically, I mean, remember the guy that called the other, you called Jim Maddox a sports nerd? Yeah, believe me, he's been called a lot worse than that. I love the Mad Dog. Great guy. Sometimes full of crap, but he's a good guy. But I wonder if they're experiencing the same defugalities as we are with all of this, this stuff, you know what I mean? Are they also being given the same list? Because believe Supposedly. you me... Believe you me, some of our uh, colleagues use words that uh, sure. we don't use on this show and never have. And, and I think, uh, for example, the, the G, I, I don't even, I didn't even get a clarification of whether we can say GD. We certainly can't say uh, what it stands for. Nope. But, uh, well, how about G? Neil, good. Yeah, without the Neil. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't say it right, did I? Nope. Oh, wait a minute. How about can we say? Neil, good. No. Dang. Can't even say gosh dang. Gall. Better not. So like I said, let it go and just uh, move on with the show, okay? 20 till 1 at 560 WQAM. Richard Clark's going to be testifying before the 9-11 Commission shortly in the 1 o'clock hour. We'll put on some of it, and depending on how interesting it is, we may put on a lot of it. That'd be a good way to save my voice, right? Sure. Good point. What he has to say. We could put Sandy Berger on now. Wait, the instructions, that was, not your, that was not your description. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Sandy never stole a freight train. He's a good guy, but, uh, you know, Richard Clark is a little bit more timely. The book is uh, excellent, by the way. I've read about the, f the first several pages. I'm off to a good start. Unlike the Paul O'Neill book, which is important, but I don't know. Paul O'Neill, the book is kind of like he is, you know, a little wimpy and all over the place. I've been telling you folks for years that when you need a new mattress and they don't last forever, the easy way to get you a great deal is to call 1-800-MATTRESS for our friends at Dollar Mattress because these folks back up everything they say in their advertising 100%. Their competitors still lie like crazy. When you see a big mattress ad making outrageous claims, please, please read the fine print because there's lots of lies out there, lots of BS. Can we say that? No. Lots of S. Here's an example. The ad screams half off, but this only applies to a limited selection of items that you would never choose. Everything else is full price. And they probably double the regular price first anyway. And you'll probably never be able to make a fair exchange if you don't like it. Dial a mattress. Their ads have no tiny print, no disclaimers, no lies. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll see that their prices are always so low that other stores have to offer half-off sales just to compete to be in the same ballpark. Dollar Mattress gives you a no-risk 30-day comfort exchange policy on all beds, including yours. And don't forget, when you call Dollar Mattress at 1-800-MATTRESS, you're getting a company ranked number one in overall customer satisfaction, too, from Kendall to Stewart, Palm Beach to Fort Myers, even Naples, Joy. Dollar Mattress reminds you to read the fine print because they want you to know what you're buying, even if you decide not to buy from them. So what you be waiting for, do what I've been doing for years now. When the old mattress is bumpy and lumpy and worn out, you're not getting a good night's sleep, make that one simple call. Just sit there and wait. They'll be knocking on your door just when they say they will. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to mattress.com. Dial a mattress, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, the honest way to buy a bed. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. For people who try and enrich themselves on the suffering of others, to tantalize the blind, the lame, the dying, the afflicted, the terminally ill, to dangle hope before parents of a severely afflicted child is an indescribably cruel thing to do. And to do it in the name of God, to do it in the name of religion, I think is, is unforgivable. Dr. Phil, he's the fresh new face of TV talk. Now, his folksy pearls of wisdom are available on this new compact disc. Introducing the best of Dr. Phil with great Dr. Phil quotes like, You want to know where the truffles are? Just follow the pig. Uh, and, Now, if you fall off the horse, don't get back on. Shoot the dang thing and buy a car. Huh? But that's not all. When you order the best of Dr. Phil, you'll get hundreds of pithy and peculiar sayings like these. The farmer wouldn't need a tractor if the ox ran on diesel. What the? Plus, if you treat your marriage like a turkey ranch, you better keep your eye on the giblets. If you enjoy getting advice that's both down-home and downright confusing, get the best of Dr. Phil. Hi, I'm Dr. Phil McGraw. And before you order, think about this. If you're sitting on a stool that's too high, you ain't never going to reach the udder. Am I making myself clear? Uh, no. Operators are standing by anyway. Prop 48 at 560. Now, that first thing I played that uh, as a drop-in. Right. The rabbi. About the rabbi talking about Benny Hinn. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people, since it was taken out of context, uh, there was no setup for it. He was talking about Benny Hinn. Was that on 60 Minutes or something like that? It was on that Frontline show that they did all about him. About all these uh, phony faith healers like Ernest Ainsley and Benny Hinn, all these grave robbers. 
I think we ought to play it again. I hope there is a special place in hell for people who try and enrich themselves on the suffering of others. Absolutely. To tantalize the blind, the lame, the dying, the afflicted, the terminally ill. To dangle hope before parents of a severely afflicted child is an indescribably cruel thing to do. And to do it in the name of God, to do it in the name of religion, I think is is unforgivable. Damn God! Amen. Well said, Rabbi. 1249, 11 before 1 at QAM. Uh, 10,976, we need just 24 more signers to get up to 11,000 before we get out of here today. That would that would leave my mind feeling cleansed. You know what I mean? I'd feel like an easy, uh, unguilty conscience about life if we get to 11,000. In fact, I'm pretty sure the way this thing is going for Scott and the StopFCC.com, I'm pretty sure by the end of this week he's going to get up to 100,000. I think so. Because I think just like Topsy now, just like that big bowl of stuff rolling down the hill, that big ball of uh, whatever it is, uh, it's growing like crazy. And more and more people are discovering it, and some other people obviously are promoting it, and then we get that ad in there. Maybe some other people will do the same thing. Uh, who knows? We get millions of signatures, and we should. The idea that the public is just going to see it's the listening public, it's the people in the business, it's the people that own the uh, licenses, it's everybody connected with it in any passively or actively. In fact, next time you see Muff, ask him that. Passively or actively? No, no, thank you. <laughs> oh. Let's see. Here's one of facts that says, I know you don't watch Bill O'Reilly. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Last night you should have seen and heard the God-fearing good Christian Bill O'Reilly telling the godless Silverman that he's going straight to hell for being a non-believer. Now, that's a good Christian adherent, and who the heck is O'Reilly to be the judge? And who's Silverman, I wonder? I don't know. Sounds like a... Is it Richie Silverman from the Meadowlands? The segment was called Godless Americans Form Political Action Committee. A new political... Oh, yeah, we already had that on. Godless Americans have a lobbying group. Oh, the segment guest, David Silverman, national spokesman for the Godless Americans Political Action Committee. You go, David. Nice going, boy. Also, in today's Naples Daily News... Oh, Naples. Oh, God. I'm starting to gag already. Collier County Commission unanimously approved the first phase of the Ave Maria project yesterday. The first Catholic university to be built in the U.S. in 40 years, Ave Maria Centerpiece will be a landmark church rising up to 200 feet into the air, surrounded by an elliptical plaza that overlooks a long university green. The church will hold 3,500 people. K.P. of Coral Gable sent this long ponderous fact. He says, you're always mentioning God and gods and totally keep me confused. Once again, please be more precise talking about which... Okay, K.P., whatever you say. Just calm down a little bit. Get your drift, get your point. Your intentions are good, but bug off. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. I think something exciting is going to happen. By the way, don't forget Diane Parkinson is behind our beaded curtain. She's our sunshine old girl of the day today. Although it's a much younger picture, thank goodness. Yeah, she's so famous they even named a disease after her. Oh, oh, this thing hasn't changed yet. Have you got a different number or ten nine seventy six? Let me refresh. Eighty seven three hundred twenty nine signatures. What? Oh, I was looking at the Florida one. You are? Yeah. 10976? That's it. Okay. Well, it, it takes a little while before it changes, before it tallies them all up. And yeah, I got that tally me, glass thing. Tally me banana, as Harry Belafonte said. Oh, we can't uh, say tally me banana? No. Uh-oh. I, I just love. i, I got to play the end of that uh, one bit again. <laughs> no, I, I, just, I think it's so great that there were honors. Rich girl. Rich girl. 
Rich girl. No, no, I said shut up, no, you no, freak. I'm not going to shut up. Listen to me. Rich girl. Rich girl. Rich Mr. Oates. Oh, Mr. Oates. Oh, I'm sorry. Is he singing just the backup again? Oh, it's so tragic and embarrassing. But that's what you guys like, right? John Oates. If they gave an award for a second banana, hey, FCC, I said banana. Go ahead, find me. It's a big, <laughs> juicy, sopping wet look at show business tonight. Oh man, line. they get it. I love it. Somebody gets mm-hmm. it. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I got a little thought that I had that I'd like to pass on to you. I have a way where you can get the word out on this FCC.com. Please. Not cost a cent. All right. I like it already. And millions of people will see it. The only thing is, I think you're going to have to make a concession and you're going to have to do something, which I know, since I'm a long listener, you wouldn't want to do. What is that? I think that you should contact Larry King... And go on the Larry King show. Oh, no, I'm not going on Larry King. Well, bro, you got to do something. I mean, everybody has to make a concession. Now, now, wait, wait a minute. When you say, i got to do something. Well, I mean, uh, you're talking about it, and I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. But to get the word out for free, you know if you call him, you're on. No, 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 I don't know that. I've never been on his show. and I'm, uh, In fact, they invited me once, and then they changed their mind. They don't want me on there. Well, for something so controversial as this, and you and you could go on there and talk a good. Well, why, why can't why don't we work on getting Scott, who's the one that started the thing? Let's get him on Larry King. Why don't you both go on there? I'm not going on Larry King, sir. I'm not. This is not an ego trip. I'm not. I, I, I didn't say it, it was an ego it, trip. It, but you I think it's me, time sir, well invested, sir, bro. Listen to me, please. <laughs> if we got Scott on there and he discussed it and got the word out, why would I need to be on there? Okay, well then be that be the lead guy and get him He's on a, there. Call him up. Man. Know the guy. It's an excellent idea. I'll work on it. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Pally. Boy, talk about a little bit dictatorial there, huh? A little bit. Do it and do something. You're talking about do it. I thought I was doing something. I thought I was doing a fairly decent job here in my one little corner in the world. But but it's not a bad idea. Get somebody on Larry King. We want to see your pretty face on the TV. I'm not, my pretty face, my ugly face ain't going to be on the TV, okay? I'm not, I'm not an egotist. I'm not doing this as a self-aggrandizing uh, stunt or something like that. I don't, I don't need it. But it's a great idea, and maybe maybe you ought to put a call in to Larry King's producer. And call him what? Uh, nothing that we can see on the air anymore. <laughs> I had some some things immediately came to mind. Well, I'm serious. Oh. I'm serious. This is part of your uh, empire. Sure, yeah. And and say. I have to and say that we've got. A, of course, I don't know how we get in touch with Scott in New York, the guy that uh, started this whole thing. I'm sure we can find a way to get uh, in touch with him online through his uh, the website, right? Right. Well, well, we'll work on it. This isn't all going to happen like in one day, but that's an excellent idea. I just don't don't like the a uh, little bit too pushy for me, but a good idea. Thank you so much. That's right, and it wouldn't cost a thing. I like that even better. Tom says everyone knows that the flack over the Condoleezza song was started by Mo, and the bomb he was going to drop. Well, we don't know that he started it, but he certainly had his finger in it, from what I'm hearing. Funny thing, Neil, at the uh, NAACP awards, everyone was saying we need to forgive and forget what Janet Jackson did. It was in the past. Don't these hip-hop artists realize that they're next on the FCC hit list? That Janet did only because she has a CD out. By the way, Janet, your CD is collecting dust on the shelves. Serves you right. The best thing anybody can do is know how to bow out gracefully. Too bad Janet didn't learn this lesson from her brother, Mariah Carey, and others that are now just tools, fools. Keep on the pressure, says Tom. Learn the oh, I see. In other words, people are trying to hang on too long. Like Mariah. Hey, Mariah, they don't like you, honey. They hate you. Don't you hate Mariah Carey? No, I don't hate her. Yeah, you do. Okay. 
I hate her. Hey, Josh, don't you hate Mariah Carey? No. Okay. I don't I'm like her. These, but, I'm marking know. these things down. Don't you dislike her intensely? I dislike her music intensely. She's strange. Yeah. Ugh. 1256 at 560 WQM, where we despise Mariah Carey. <laughs> and Luis Miguel still don't want no part of it. Hey, it's the last mortgage you'll ever need. It's the only one mortgage from Financial Group. The benefits are positively incredible. You pay zero closing costs, zero application fees, zero credit bureau fee, and zero discounted points. Get yourself that new low-rate interest of just 1.25%. A $100,000 loan, your payments are only 334 a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, you pay only 668 a month. And don't forget, once you refinance, you get a new home mortgage from Financial Group. You will never, ever pay those outrageous closing costs again. So call today. There's no obligation. Call toll-free 1-866-395-LEND. Get the low-rate mortgage you deserve, then move to your next property with no further cost or expense. Zero underwriting fee, zero dock fee, zero closing cost, even when you move to another property. Get that new low rate of financing of only 1.25% with the only one mortgage from Financial Group and never pay closing cost again, please. Call them today, 1-866-395-LEND. They'll explain it to you. That's Financial Group at one 866 395-L-E-N-D. They're an equal housing lender. Restrictions apply. Rates subject to change monthly. 4.21 APR. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Buttheads. It's the one to two hour. She'll have a cell with fresh cut poultry. But there are no glue guns or tons of fabric there to sew. The exercise yard's the only place she's allowed to go. Martha Stewart, she has been indicted. Hello. You gotta put Miriam Oliphant on that list.
Yeah, what crime has she been uh, convicted of? Uh, God, God only hopes she does. Okay, great. I mean, yeah, she's uh, been accused of, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, possible. We want to put her on there? Sure, go ahead. Put her on there. Miriam Elephant. Let's see. Good afternoon, says this faxer. George, he says, just wanted to ask a question regarding the growing list of unmentionable words, phrases, sounds, and thoughts. Since it appears that religious folk have succeeded, can I say that? It depends that you have to say it real fast, in including a uh, damn on the list. What about holy crap? We still can say, in fact, in that bit, what did he say about poo and pee? We can still say poo and pee and holy crap. Oh! All right. Thanks for your entertainment. Good work. Regards, George. Thank you, George. We can say holy crap. And you know what else we can say? Holy cow. Now listen. Okay. This is the first alphabetized out of five or six thousand bits of Clone Again Naturally by the bald-headed geek, Oka Bride. With his intestines hanging down, he looks like a slaughtered cow. I keep some parts on the shelf I may need for my health if I'm ever medically in doubt. Everything I need. In fact, a good idea. The audience people are really care about this show, really into it. How many of those are there? About thirty, man. Uh, you might want to start making a list of these so that we can, uh, you know, it'll save us a lot of time. The ones yeah. that we can that pass the mustard. From his bladder to his spleen. Pass the mustard, please. He's hanging out and back on a freezer rack with his eyeballs frozen open. It sounds crazy, but he has my guts, and I'm not joking. His lips are a perfect match for me, in case my leg gets broken. His organs are all mine, and he doesn't seem to find a clone again. Oh! Yeah, I think that one's going to be okay. We don't have to listen to the whole thing. I think it's going to be just fine, don't you? Okay, I'm still going to listen. A day at Stallone's, no, I'm not too sure about that. Oh, look at that. I just... <laughs> what did you do now? What I just did. Don't worry about it. And now, a typical day at the Sylvester Stallone household. Hey, yo, Jennifer. Did I just see the chef looking at me? Did he look me in the eyes? Hey, yo, chefy. You work pretty hard on this steak, huh? Took what? Three? Four hours? Well, hey, Rover. Well, now it's dog meat. Never look me in the eyes. And now, a typical evening at the Sylvester Stallone household. Mr. Big Man Sly Stallone. Wonder how he like his chicken soup? Hot or cold? With or without a loogie? With. And maybe I dip my boys in it for a little flavor. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the appetizer, Mr. Don't look me in the eye. Don't with this chef. All right, that was great. That was clean. That was clean. That, that was uh, about as creative as it gets. Right. I mean, can we say boys? No. Oh, I'm sorry. Today. And that bleep there was fabulous. They bleeped out the whole word and then the a little bit. Paragraph, uh, something yeah. else too. I can't get on the uh, Stop FCC, which means there's a big run on there evidently again. Can you get on it? Let me try to refresh it. I've got the hourglass here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on it. And what does it say? 11,009. Oh! All right, thanks. Good response. We're over the 11,000 mark in Florida. And approaching 90,000 total. Now, a fumbling twit. See, some of these, I don't remember what the hell they are, although it's got a little, I put this in here, so. Coming soon to a cinema near you, it's the greatest romantic comedy in the history of film. Hugh Grant is a fumbling twit. Well, 
if I may, I, I hope I'm not being too forward. That is to say, the London that, Times well, says a fumbling twit is so lifelike that no more films should ever be made, as they would only pale in comparison to this brilliant piece of twit-headed typecasting. If I may be so bold as to ask you, and I understand that I'm tying up traffic by standing here in the middle of the street, but I'd very much like to ask you. If you see only I, one Hugh Grant movie this year, then you certainly won't need to see this one, because he's playing the exact same twit he plays in all his movies. See, I'm glad that you agreed to have dinner with me, and well. There's something I've been meaning to, or that is to say, I find you to be quite fetching. And you think Elizabeth well, Hurley left him because of that whole Divine Brown deal? No, she left him because Hugh Grant is a fumbling twit, now playing in Selected Cities. I do rather hope you'll come to see me in a fumbling twit. That is to say, if you don't mind my being somewhat cheeky... Oh, for I the love of God, would you shut up? Oh, well, all right then, I suppose... Uh, that was just fine, wasn't it? That was kosher. Sure. But just be careful how you make sure. For example, if you're going to talk about Duff and Clarence and say they're a couple of fumbling twits, just be careful the way you say it, okay? I ain't talking about them. A couple of twits. Now, we're not going to play the whole thing here, but this is, we know this is good to go. Very clean. A long, long time ago. Right. A hundred years gone by. It's eight minutes and 19 seconds. Keep that in mind before the end of the show today. We got uh, uh, Richard Clark is going to be testifying before that 9-11 committee, so we'll uh, keep our eye on it. There's uh, Bill Schneider. His allegations about President Bush and his... Uh, a little paint. Oh, I don't think so. No? I, I'm just, I'm getting really nervous thinking about it. Why is that? Just what's knowing, in there? Just knowing about the subject matter, I don't see how he could tiptoe around the issue. Well, what's the subject matter? Paint. Paint? Your spot. Oh, like I said... <laughs> Oh, now this one I'm not too sure because it's about A-Rod. A-Rod says he thinks it's great. Forty-three grand every trip to the place. He's got ten years and a quarter billion bucks for a game. That's crazy. Half a mil to play each game. You gotta think the owner's insane. He has to pay every time that A-Rod spits on the ground. That's crazy. He still gets paid if he makes out and all the fans will scream and shout. Oi! But what does he care? He still gets his cash. If he hits or he sits or he walks or he walks when he bats, he bats. Oh baby, what he makes, he makes. Crazy cause he's got a bigger contract now than Ken Griffey The biggest one in history He bats, he bats, they think there's no way they'll lose He bats, do you know what's the biggest sin? That even with a rod, there's no way the Rangers will win Wow, how do you like that? Just fine A thousand tiles? My mind must be going. Well, that goes without saying, especially under recent events. It's about the bathroom. Making my way through the crowd, walking fast, facing gas, I'm bathroom bound. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. I see some difficulties with this one, you know. It be could afraid. be, uh, I don't know. Be afraid. You know, the interesting part of this is you notice how carefully we're listening to everything now? Sure. For people who are just casual listeners, I bet you even some people in the audience are like hanging on every word now. 
And look what a great favor we're doing for uh, Duff and uh, Clarence for those two twits. By starting at the beginning and going right down the list, which we can do over a period of time, we can, like, uh, figure out who's being naughty and who's, uh... Whatever. Staring blankly ahead, it's bombs away, bombs away. I don't think that's... Uh... <laughs> I, I... Now, he may have been talking about Iraq, but I don't right. think so, okay? I mean, I think at that point is a good point to just, uh... A wild night. Yeah. How wild can it be with all the expletives taken out? Put your hands and toes. Okay. <laughs> oh, that didn't last too long, did it? No. Wow. A bombs fly. North Korea's gonna build a bomb. This is safe. Yeah. They laugh at us as they swear. What is it? It's safe. Bring the UN along. That's the way it goes. Embargoes lift as plutonium slips right underneath our nose. Hey, bombs fly. Hey, bombs fly. Smoke and drink, cause we're all gonna die. <laughs> Jimmy Carter thought he was using his head. Bummer, the guy he went to talk to now is dead. Ain't life queer. That's what you get for eating peanuts and drinking Billy beer. Hey, bombs fly. Hey, bombs fly. Smoke and drink, cause we're all gonna die. Shed a tear for peace because we all are gonna die. Absolutely. Were you dumb enough to think one day we'd all become allies? Wow. I like it. 113 at 560. This also gives us a little bit of variety, stuff that we probably haven't played in a very long time. Stuff like that, right? Right. 113 at QAM. If you're speaking of gonna die, if you want to really hasten that, just keep eating like a pig and be real fat. You'll die real soon. But if you'd like to lose some of that weight, if you'd like to stick around for a while, why not try Balance for Life? If you tried all the other diets and all the other fads and the gimmicks, and you're still big as a tub, this could be what you're looking for. Balance for Life is the premier meal delivery service. It's based on Dr. Barry Sears' The Zone Diet. I think he's kin to Jay Sears and uh, Brian Sears. Bringing you right to your door a little black sack every day with three delicious meals and two <coughs> great snacks every day, right, like I said, to your doorstep. Everything is fresh and delicious, nothing frozen, no chemicals, no additives, just great goodies. And with all that food, how could you possibly say you're really on a diet? So try the real meal service that delivers results based on the zone diet. Don't settle for imitation. Just imagine there's no calorie counting, no carb counting, not even any shopping or cooking or cleaning. People are losing an average of 12 to 18 pounds a month with Balance for Life. The zone diet's been proven to lower your blood sugar, high cholesterol, and your blood pressure, too. And now, if you ever wanted to try the South Beach diet, here's your chance. And you can do it, by the way, without reading that book. Balance for Life is the closest thing you'll ever find because Balance for Life is the only meal delivery company that offers you menu choices to let you go from phase one to phase three of the South Beach diet. Let somebody else read it to you. So feel the difference. See the great results on the scale, like, almost right away and start, like, wearing some real human clothing and uh, extend your life, please. Call toll-free today, 1-866-225-4543. That's 866-225-4543. Or for more info, check it online at balanceforlife.com. 
Have you ever had an alien anal probe? You ever been impregnated by a creature from a far-off galaxy? I bet the only thing you took away from the experience was a strange rash in that chip that's still in your brain. Well, how'd you like to pick up a nice lump of cash the next time an intergalactic traveler decides to pick you up? Well, now you can with abduction insurance. You've heard the crazy farmers and low-rent white trash talk about it, so you know it's true. Alien abductions do happen. And now, for the first time in the history of mankind, you can actually benefit from your next abduction. Just pay us a little bit each month, and the next time you take a little trip, come back to Earth and show us that chip in your head or the rod in your ass. And the claim is as good as yours. Abduction Insurance. Sign up today and get free as a bonus a meteorite-proof umbrella, just in case. All right. Now, that one passed the muster. Perfectly. Just yeah, barely. I, mean, it was a little... I beg your pardon? No, oh, those are seed. Sunflower seed in my mouth. 877 votes on the poll today. Which of these people would you like most to see go to jail? Do some hard time. And you were right. Rush is pulling ahead of the pack. Hop a couple of more, Rush. Oh boy. Rush Limbaugh, 248. How sweet that would be. Kenny Lay, 235. Michael Jackson, Miss Jackson's got 201. Martha Stewart, 55. Jason Williams, 51. Kobe Bryant, 36. Bobby Blake, 21. Robert Novak, 14. Phil Spector, 8. Todd Bertuzzi, 6. And Miriam Elephant just went on her. She's got two out of 877. Stroder asked in the old slammer. As we continue, I'm waiting for um, Richard Clark. Right, 1.30. In fact, uh, they must be in recess right now. They must be eating uh, several lunches. I think 1.30 they're coming back. They're talking now about the Kobe Bryant case. How's Kobe doing on the thing? I didn't even, I don't even remember reading his name. Kobe Bryant, 37, kind of like in the middle of the pack. Anyway. What kind of baggage will you be checking on today, sir? Well, I have this case with the fear of abandonment, a carry-on with some paranoia, and uh, this double bag stuffed with homosexual tendencies. Welcome to Abnormal Airways. Today on our flight, we'll be cruising at a nice, comfortable altitude of 55 feet. That's due to my extreme fear of heights. Hey, if you look out our right window now, you'll be able to see the right wing searing off treetops as we travel along at our cruising altitude. Enjoy the flight. The airline whose staff and clientele are chock full of problems. In case of a water landing, I'll begin to hyperventilate, at which point a panic attack will set in, and I'll begin grasping dangerously for the neck of the person nearest me at that time. Seat cushions may be used as defense mechanisms, but I will then probably try to strangle you with the cord of the breathing tube that drops from overhead. Fly abnormal airways. I met my wife on this flight last week. Last week, huh? Yeah, she is dead now, though. And experience the mental skies. Now, see, that's clean as can be, right? <laughs> You'll notice I did skip over a couple of them there. One was um, Guitar Man and yeah, yeah. Holes, and the other was Aaron Sorkin and Raymond. I don't even remember who Aaron Sorkin was. Do you? No. So why bother? Now, this one, I think, is going to end very quickly. Oh, he was that uh, that producer that got busted for cocaine. Friends, producer. Aaron, maybe I'll play it. We take you now inside a Los Angeles County courtroom via hidden microphone. All rise. The Honorable Judge Harold T. Dilbos presiding. All right, be seated, be seated. This is case number 76438, the people versus Aaron Sorkin, the guy who did West Wing and Sports Night, which isn't on anymore. All right. Mr. Sorkin, you are charged with possession of rock cocaine, possession of psychedelic mushrooms, possession of marijuana, 
How do you plead, sir? <laughs> Not guilty, your judgeness. I, I, uh, I beg your pardon? Not guilty. You had psychedelic mushrooms. Wasn't me. You had rock cocaine. No, that wasn't me. You had marijuana. No, it wasn't me. They found it in your luggage. Wasn't me. You passed out when they caught you. It wasn't me. All right, then. I like West Wing, and Sports Night was very underrated. Great cast. Hey, what do you say? $10,000 bail. Next case! <laughs> That's not bad, you know what? Not bad at all. Okay, see, uh, two things I'm discovering. I've told you a million times I never exaggerate. Right. So instead of saying, oh, we got 90% of the stuff we can't play anymore, I, I don't know, maybe it's only about 60 or 60, 70%. Right? right? <laughs> now, this one, for example. Go along with me to blow up an abortion clinic. Uh, what do you think? Um, I don't have it memorized, but I would well, let's bet, give it, I let's give it a try, okay? Let's, let's see how far we can get. Oh, no, we can't. We, we can't. can't. Cannot? No, listen to it during the break and uh, then come back and uh, you'll know why. Okay, now what about the abortion pill? I don't remember this. Oh! You know the word isn't on a list. I'm sure the Everybody's taking a brand new pill now. No more, baby. Take a pill abortion. If there's something inside of you making you ill now. No more, babies. Take a pill abortion. No doctor visits. It's so easy to do. You just pop one of these if the stick turns blue. So come on, come on. Take a pill abortion by me. All right. That's cute. That's fine. But now we get to the abortion shuffle. Ooh. How long ooh, is this going to be on? Like seconds. I need another abortion and I need it fast. I think that's as far yeah. as we're going. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of my favorites, of course. What a shame. Uh, Poor yeah. Anna Maria. We won't be hearing that no more. At least until, uh, not until things uh, calm down. Till this all blows over. Now, abortion and feces, we can play that because that's a, a speech. Right? Right. That's a guy making a speech. A Christian. I feel like a baby. No, no, get out of it. She just don't want to stop. She don't want to quit. Everybody who's for abortion was at one time themselves a feces. So, and that includes all of you out there. You were once a feces. So we thank you, Mr. President, and now dinner will be served. All right. That's precious. Haven't played that in a long time. Now, what about Accento? That's got to be okay, wouldn't you think? Hello, my name is Accento, and the number one question I get from men is, Accento, how do you get so many women? And the number one question from women I get is, Accento, how did you get in my pants so quickly? Well, the answer to both questions is the accent. Women love a man with a nice, strong accent. It's true. As documented fact, he's had way more poontang than me in the Oop, like I yeah, said. Yeah, well, there goes that. That's the end of that. I uh, we both dumped it. Not on the list, but still. No, no, not even, not even close. I'm sure that uh, it would. Not be. even close. Access Barney. Access Hollywood has obtained a tape of Barney the Dinosaur and his agent discussing his new movie deal. Listen, Barney, that Spielberg is a big pain in my butt. I nailed that audition. I should be playing the T-Rex for Christ's sake. Barney, baby, animatronics. They're talking. Animatronics, my fucking ass. You better give me. Like I said, <laughs> so, 
We were going along okay. I wasn't quite satisfied with that last bleep there. The first one was fine, and then, uh, you know, see what I'm saying? And there you go. Well, this the button's getting a workout, I'll tell you that. So, like I said, maybe about 85%. Don't, don't get, uh, don't get too enthusiastic. Okay, let's uh, do the break, and then when we come back, maybe, just maybe, in a couple of minutes, we'll have uh, Richard Clark there testifying, and uh, bada beep, bada boop, and then they'll let's say, see. oh, you see, he's a turncoat, he's a bad guy, he's an evildoer. <laughs> Sports Radio 560, QAM. The Hoover, out the moon, man. Take a part, Wesley Clark, Howard Dean, screams a lot. John Edwards, Kennedy, Al Sharpton's out, you see. John Travolta, Simon Cowell, Earnhardt Jr., Colin Powell, Tim Robbins, who surrendered, and Osama Bin Laden. Thirty-two, twenty-eight till two at five sixty WQM. They're coming back in from lunch break on the uh, committee hearing. Isn't that exciting? I'm thrilled, but I don't see Richard Clark there yet. Although somebody, I see somebody in the doorway. I think it's Richard Clark's cousin from Greece. <laughs> yeah, he wore one of those hats. Yeah, he's wearing them funny uh, red berets with a red pom pom on it. And I think Richard Clark is going to say, "Yeah, I uh, I knew him. I used to work with his father in the olive oil business." No, I didn't know no Godfather. <laughs> oh, that could happen. You never know. Now, is that Richard Clark sitting down there? It sure looks like him to me. It looks like that bald pate. Uh, Sandy Berger. No, we, we don't want to hear this uh, CNN uh, goofball on here. Let's open up. There we go. Shut this guy up. Shut him off. The, the contrary you to idiot. what some officials have told you the Dumbo, uh, you. commission, uh, he does believe the Clinton administration gave the CIA authority to go after Osama bin Laden if it Okay, if he he's swearing a minute. Now he's got his hand up in the air. Right, hey, look at that. He's got that same Richard finger Clark up in the air that uh, Simon Cowell had. Thank you very much, sir. Here we go. Now, Mr. Clark, your written remarks will be entered into the record in full. Uh, we'd ask you sort of to summarize your statement and uh, please proceed. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> uh, because I have submitted a written statement today and I've previously testified before this Commission for 15 hours and before the Senate House Joint Inquiry Committee for six hours, uh, I have only a very brief opening statement. I welcome these hearings because of the opportunity they provide to the American people to better understand why the tragedy of 9-11 happened and what we must do to prevent a reoccurrence. I also welcome the hearings because it is finally a forum where I can apologize to the loved ones of the victims of 9-11, to them who are here in the room, to those who are watching on television. Your government failed you. Those entrusted with protecting you failed you. And I 
failed you. We tried hard, but that doesn't matter because we failed. And for that failure, I would ask, once all the facts are out, for your understanding and for your forgiveness. For that, Mr. Chairman, I'll be glad to take your questions. Hey there. Questioning will be led by uh, Senator Gorton. Are you leading off or Commissioner Roma? Commissioner Roma. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Welcome, Mr. Clark. I want to thank you uh, as I uh, start my questions for your 30 years of public service to the American people. I want to thank you for your sworn testimony before the 9-11 Commission, uh, over 15 hours. And I really want to say, Mr. Clark, that there are a lot of distractions out there today. The books, a lot of news media, a lot of accusations flying back and forth. I want you to concentrate, to the degree you can, on the memos, on the email, on the strategy papers, <coughs> and on the time that we're tasked with looking at on this 9-11 Commission between 1998 and September the 11th. You coordinated counterterrorism policy in both the Clinton and the Bush administrations. I want to know, first of all, was fighting al-Qaeda a top priority for the Clinton administration from 1998 to the year 2001? How high of priority was it in that Clinton administration during that time period? My impression was that fighting terrorism in general uh, and fighting al-Qaeda in particular uh, were an extraordinarily high priority in the Clinton administration, certainly no higher priority. Uh, they were priorities probably of equal importance, such as the Middle East peace process. Uh, but I certainly don't know of one that was any higher in the priority of that administration. With respect to the Bush administration, from the time they took office until September 11, 2001, you had much to deal with, Russia, China, G8, the Middle East. How high a priority was fighting al-Qaeda in the Bush administration? I believe the Bush administration in the first eight months um, considered terrorism uh, an important issue, but not an urgent issue. Uh, they, well, President Bush himself uh, says as much in the, his interview with Bob Woodward in the book uh, Bush at War. He said, I didn't feel a sense of urgency. Um, George Tennant and I tried very hard to create a sense of urgency. Uh, by seeing to it that intelligence reports on the al-Qaeda threat uh, were frequently given to the president and other high-level officials. Uh, and there was a process uh, underway uh, to address al-Qaeda. Uh, but although I continued to say it was an urgent problem, uh, I don't think it was ever treated that way. Now, you have uh, said... Uh in many ways, uh, you've issued some blistering attacks on the Bush administration, but you have not uh, held those criticisms uh, from the Clinton administration either. We heard from Mr. Berger earlier that you were critical of the Clinton administration on 
two areas, not providing aid to the Northern Alliance and not going after the human conveyor belts of jihadists coming out of the sanctuaries in Afghanistan. Are there more in the Clinton administration years? The USS Cole, the response there? Well, I think, first of all, uh, Mr. Berger is right to say uh, that almost everything I ever asked for uh, in the way of support from him or from President Clinton I got. Uh, we did enormously uh, increase the counterterrorism budget of the federal government, initiated many programs, uh, including what is now called Homeland Security. Um, Mr. Berger is also right to note that I uh, wanted uh, a covert action program to aid Afghan factions to fight the Taliban, and uh, that was not accomplished. Uh, he's also right to note that on several occasions, including after the attack on the coal, um, I suggested that we bomb all of the Taliban and al-Qaeda infrastructure. Uh, whether or not it would succeed in killing bin Laden, I thought that was the wrong, wrong way of looking at the problem. Uh, so I, I think the answer is essentially uh, Mr. Berger got it right. Okay. Let's move into, with my 15 minutes... Let's move into the Bush administration. On January the 25th, we've seen a memo that you've written to Dr. Rice urgently asking for a principles review of al-Qaeda. You include helping the Northern Alliance, covert aid, significant new O2 budget authority to help fight al-Qaeda, mm -hmm. and response to the USS Cole. You attach to this document... Both the, uh, the Linda Plan of 1998 and a strategy paper from December 2000. Do you get a response to this urgent request for a principal's meeting on these? And how does this affect your time frame for dealing with these important issues? I, I did get a response. The response was um, that in the Bush administration, uh, I should, and my committee, <coughs> the Counterterrorism Security Group, should report to the deputies committee, which is a sub-cabinet level committee, and not to the principals, uh, and that therefore it was inappropriate for me to be asking for a principals meeting. Uh, instead, there would be a deputies meeting. Uh, so does this slow the process down to go to the deputies rather than to the principals or a small group, as you previously had done? It slowed it down enormously uh, by months. Uh, first of all, the deputies committee didn't meet uh, urgently in January uh, or February. Uh, then when the Deputies Committee did meet, uh, it took the issue of al-Qaeda as part of a cluster of policy issues, uh, including uh, nuclear proliferation in South Asia, uh, democratization in Pakistan, uh, how to treat uh, the problems, uh, the various problems, including narcotics and other problems in Afghanistan. we got to do the break, and we'll come right back. 19 till 2 at 560 QAM. Live, live and local. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Uh, they were done. They were done after September 11th. They were all done. Uh, I didn't really understand why they couldn't have been done in February. Well, let's say, Mr. Clark, I think this is a fair question. Let's say that you asked to brief the President of the United States on counterterrorism. Mm -hmm. Did you ask that? I asked for a, a series of briefings on the issues in my portfolio, including counterterrorism, 
uh, and cybersecurity. Did you get that request? I, I did. I was given a briefing opportunity to brief on cybersecurity uh, in June. Uh, I was told I could brief the president on terrorism uh, after this policy development process was complete and we had the um, principals meeting and the draft national security um, policy decision that had been approved by the deputies committee. Let's say, Mr. Clark, as gifted as you might be in eloquence and silver-tongued uh, as anyone could be, and let's say, let's imagine, that instead of saying no, you asked for this briefing to the president, you said you didn't get it after eight months of talking. Let's say you get this briefing in February after your memo to Dr. Rice on September the 25th. Mm -hmm. And you meet with the President of the United States in February. And you brief him on terrorism. Tell me how you convince the President to move forward on this and get this principles meeting that doesn't take place until September the 4th moved up so that you can do something about this problem. Well, I think the best thing to have done, if there had been a meeting with the President in February, uh, was to show him the accumulated intelligence that Al-Qaeda was strong uh, and was planning attacks um, uh, against the United States, against friendly governments. Uh, it was possible to make a very persuasive case that this was a major threat and this was an urgent problem. And you think this would have sped up the deputies process and the principals process well, do you think the president would have reached down then and said something to the national security team to I don't uh, know. expedite this what 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 well, you, you worked for president clinton you 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 saw what meetings with presidents could do there is this a magical solution or is it something that uh, presidents might say right back to you listen dick i've got uh, many other things i've got to do here in the middle east peace process uh, Bosnia, Kosovo, uh, uh, the Korean Peninsula. Uh, how likely is it that we are able to see some kind of result from a meeting like that? I, I think it depends in part on the president. Uh, president Bush was regularly told by the director of central intelligence uh, that there was an urgent threat. Uh, on one occasion, he was told this dozens of times in the morning briefings that George Tenet gave him, on one of those occasions, he asked for a strategy uh, and to deal with the threat. Uh, Condi Rice came back from that meeting, called me, and relayed what the president had requested. And I said, well, you know, we've had this strategy ready uh, since before you were inaugurated. I showed it to you. You have the paperwork. We can have a meeting on the strategy anytime you want. Um, she said she would look into it. Uh, it didn't, her looking into it and the president asking for it uh, did not change the pace at which it was considered. And as far as I know, the president never asked again. At least I was never informed that he asked again. I do know he was thereafter continually informed about the threat by George Tenet. Let me ask you, uh, with my yellow light on, uh, <laughs> a question about the summer of 2000 alert. You were saying, the CIA was saying, everybody was saying something spectacular is about to happen spiking in intelligence, something terrible is about to happen. You've told us in some of our interviews, you only wish you would have known at that time, in that summer, what the FBI knew with regard to Massawi, Phoenix Memo, and terrorists in the United States. 
what could you have done with some of that information with these spiked alerts with the spectacular attack on their horizon in the summer of two thousand one a congressman is is very easy in retrospect to say that i would have done this or i would have done that uh... and we'll never know uh... i would like to have think i would like to think that had i been informed by the fbi that two senior al-qaeda operatives who had been in a planning meeting earlier in kuala lumpur were now in the united states and we knew that and we knew their names and i think we even had their pictures uh... i would like to think that i would have released or would have had the fbi release uh... a press release with their names with their descriptions held a press conference tried to get their names and pictures on the front page of every paper america's most wanted the evening news uh... and caused a successful nationwide manhunt for those two two of the nineteen hijackers but i don't know uh... because you're asking me a hypothetical and uh... i have the benefit now of twenty twenty hindsight thank you mr clark mr chairman thank you for the uh, patience and the time okay. thank you sir uh, senator gordon <laughs> mr clark uh, you got the position as the head of this counterterrorism and security group uh, CSG when in about uh, May of 1998 is that correct um, no uh, senator actually I got it in the first Bush administration uh, in the fall of 1992 but it got the level of uh, uh, being up there at, at the White House and being a very important position in 1998 what happened in 1998 let me go back the, the counterterrorism security group the CSG the Middle Eastern world will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our head that Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction three thousand people killed are now forgotten let's exploit him instead hey there's oil to be gotten going after Saddam to placate Osama there's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden but no one seems concerned all comfy and complacent believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads that Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, not the Ashcroft is saying. 
I have nothing to hide. Cable talkers all are saying blind obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Bout and provoke battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall in Halliburton installed with no objection at all. Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Absolutely. Yeah, we just haven't found him yet, that's all. We're working on it. We'll let you know. We'll call your personal at home when we find it. Thanks. Like I said, too bad we couldn't hear the whole thing. The only problem is that the public hearings tend to be like a political dog and pony show, you know. Mm. On the one hand, let's make Bush look really bad. On the other hand, let's make him look real good and cover his ass. So uh, what can I say? But at least he sticks by his guns. I would go out and buy the book if I were you. I did yesterday or the day before Against All Enemies by Richard Clark. I would do it. Or you could or read maybe, have somebody, maybe have somebody read it to you, some of you folks out there. Which of these people would you most like to see to go to jail? Rush Limbaugh, you're right, 296. Kenny Lay, 257. Michael Jackson, 226. Martha Stewart, 60. Jason Williams, 54. Kobe Bryant, 37. Bobby Blake, 23. Bobby Novak, 18. Miriam Elephant, 11. She's moving on up. Phil Spector, 10. Todd Bertuzzi, small potatoes. He's only got eight. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. And that's the way it ought to be in Augusta. Master. <laughs>